what's up everybody well that volume went down real quick and uh we got a little uh special guest tonight that i'm sure everyone is is very familiar with and uh it's gonna be no secret matter of fact there's there's this gal and uh miss kiss my grits and uh alice alice you can get anything you want at alice's restaurant who knows that song yeah right what's going on chris not much man <clears throat> glad to uh be back on the old uh dirty blind truth panel um been a very interesting week for me as a lot of people know so I'm yeah man you've, you've had a ride man i have yeah i'm looking forward to the to the tomorrows of life instead of yesterday's i should say yeah so to speak so it's uh it's been really cool i mean uh it seems like uh youtube as a uh platform these days are getting in the uh the, the better frame of mind at least the uh, communities i'm a part of or you're a part of so it seems like everything's uh looking forward instead of backwards man i, I hope so it, um you know um there's some people out there you know wondering what's going on but you know maybe they're the lost souls because there's nothing to wonder what's going on um you know, so, uh, I, I, no reason to hold back on it. You know, Shane wanted to talk. Uh, I thought I'd be the one to do that since he asked me first off um, and spoke uh, to me and to uh, many, many others. That dude seemed sincere. His uh, story can track from what I can find. And uh, so for now, you know, we just need everybody. Look, everybody out here has been uh, has begged for a second chance in their life. And at the end of the day, this is just fucking social media people. Um, he can act how he wants to really. And, uh, you know, I, I participated in it as much as anyone else, but you know, I'm also going to be the one to calm it down here. Um, because you can see the reality of some things, you know, some people may never, you know, <laughs> some people may decide they don't like me and that's fine. Uh, some people may decide that they like Shane. Some people are going to decide that they don't, but at the end of the day, man, this stupid shit needs to stop. And it just went too far. And I think there were some outside sources that, you know, I mean, trolls that we don't even know who these people are. They're 13 year olds in granny's basement, man, that kind of jumped in this and made things worse. And, you know, Shane had his, you know, reasonings for, you know, basically feeling a little, uh, um, a little influenced and, and, um, and, and, and that's fine. It doesn't matter if that's what it was or not. He, he's, uh, he's trying to make a change. And I think we need him, whether we like him or not, we need to allow that space to happen. 
And it uh, doesn't mean anybody sold out to a, a fucking thing. It doesn't mean people won't act the same and, and do the same thing. As a matter of fact, everybody can. It, it, the truth is everybody get back to what the fuck they were doing. And, and that's a good thing. Everybody's happy. Everybody's fine. Those that want to interact can interact. And I know I am. I really want to get to know that guy. That's the point of this whole fucking show anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some people might get butt hurt on it, but I'd like to have him up here and I'd like to know, you know, for everybody to know what it was. I, I, um, we'll give him some time to, to, to see, uh, you know, if, if everything is what it seems right now. And, uh, and, and that's, that's just the end of the story. So if certain people are going to start calling me out. Um, I'm just going to say it right here, right now. You better hold on to your asshole because I'll come for you. You know right. who you are. I and I and I agree a lot with that too because see, um, in my little hiatus, I started to um, really start thinking, and I and I got on Handy Stars last night and kind of explained everything pretty much in depth about. Um, I was going back to the old me, um, getting sucked into all this, and my dad and I, my my adopted dad, um, had a long conversation, and he remembers that side of me, uh, very, very much, and he could see it. And so we sat down for about two hours. Yeah, I told him how much I love the uh, YouTube platform because I engage. And it's like my peace right. of mind because, you know, like I can't drive and go everywhere. from. Place I was about to, place to say, to it's, your, it's definitely an outlet for you, brother. I mean, yes. above and beyond anybody else. Yeah. And so he was he was talking to me and he said, honestly, and my dad's a very religious guy. And uh, he said, how many people have you forgiven for the things that they've done to you when they bullied you? And, 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 and when I partake in it, because dude, I used to be the person who used to make fun of people. I used to be that idiot that used to create right. the, the havoc and no much how much I hated people and stuff like that. But it really, it boiled down to that when he was sitting there talking to me, I said, yeah, man, I, you know, I forgave everybody when I, and, and here's a little something people don't realize about it, man. I, I literally have had a gun to my head and tried to kill myself when I first lost my sight. I have right. the bullet in my house that misfired. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. And and, and when I really, really just kind of sat there and thought about it and thought about it, I'm like, man, you just move forward. You know, there, there's no sense in all this stuff because, you know, although it does bring attention, but it's a revolving door. It's the same, same, same thing yeah. that's worded differently, quoted differently. And just it, it just boils back to the same. And I don't want to live in the back, man. I'm, I'm moving forward. And uh, so that was a big reason why I just like said, I'm done. Yeah, Here we go. Exactly. And every everyone, everyone deserves that second chance. We've we've all gotten it. And no matter in many times in our life, in different communities and in, in different uh, social circles and everything else. And I, I just think that's, uh, um, you know, that that's that's a given that it should be allowed to happen. And, you know, it, it, to, to be honest, it's it's up to Shane as to what he does with that and, and everybody else, everybody, really. No one, anybody that's even watched is innocent because whether it's up here or it's down there where no one is looking, but everyone, you know, everyone around in the in 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 the in the chat, yeah. I own text or whatever's listening. We, we we all have our things to say, you know, and that's where it needs to stay. That's my point. Um mm -hmm. It's uh, we, we've all gotten a little uh, out of hand with this and a little sophomore attitudes. Uh, we, we, we need to move on to better things, man. And uh, it got beyond a silly joke about a serious thing. So um, anyway, 
here we are people and and it was i caught the tail end of shane's live because he was on live when i sat down i've been pulling up carpet all day the wife was still painting more today and, and on the back end i put the uh storm windows up on the second floor hoping to god i didn't fall off the uh, porch roof the you're whole not the body cast <laughs> no, you're not every, the body every, cast so we're good every, hey float look everything still moves man <laughs> but um right so um and I do want to thank everybody real quick for your support on reaching out to me, everybody down there, even in the messages and, and just for those few days that I was offline. Thank you. Thank you, man. It meant a lot when I got back down there and, and just really started uh, engaging with people. So again, hey, let me ask you. the crowd here something real quick, man. Um, oh, crap. See, something's acting weird. And I hope it just stays in the chat. It, somebody let me know if they're seeing the chats that I'm posting because YouTube is saying that they think I'm... Oh, now it works. There you go. So I'll finish it up. I made like 10 comments and I kept getting YouTube thinks you're a spam. Um, uh -oh. But but we're, we're there there uh, now. And uh, hey, Matt, what's going on? We got Black Fork. We got Handy Stars. Scouts, so what's going on, man? Scout, uh, yeah. Lawn Kings. Whirlies. And uh, Squirrely Whirly Kool Aid House, guys. Uh, uh, Petit, what's up? It is, is it Petit or Pettit, man? And uh, um, anyway, hello, how's it going, man? I know I've seen you in, in times uh, past. Um, and we, of course, we got Mr. Ben the Maya up from Acme Landscapes. We got Lawnmower Man, uh, Lawnscapes of America, Hogger. I don't know who that is, but what's up, man? Uh, Jason O'Bannon and uh what's uh john and rarity and miss kiss my grits of course she's up there on the bulletin board so to speak and whipper will um what's that's up, the whipper? one to grab real quick man hello everyone and uh let's get down to things man this is someone that i've grown to love uh glad and glad he's close by so that i can hopefully go uh, uh, see him sometime real soon um he and i were uh, have uh I forget how long it's been, but it's been a couple, maybe a few months that that I've been talking to Ray. And of course, as I've told everyone, you know, I, you know um, he was asking me about his bush hog cutter heads and stuff when he went to buy it. And we got to know each other there. And um, <laughs> he's just an all out funny as hell guy. But and he's somebody that keeps it real, man. It was hard to believe that I watched that video just uh, as I was eating dinner before this show started that, uh, you know, people are giving him shit about being real. And that just goes back to what we were just talking about. The man is telling the God's honest truth. Bo, Bo knows everything that's going on. Like he said, where it's going, how it's being put out there. And it, 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 it and people are giving him shit for telling the real story. He's, he's not snowflakes aren't dropping on it. So people want to call him out. I mean, that's fucking society's messed up, man. And it's in damn videos anyway. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because I almost want, every time I want to speak to Ray, I want to say hashtags get steered down. Yeah. yeah. Hashtags get steered down. <laughs> you know, oh, man. No, that, no, that's no just, hashtag, well, he nicknamed it Bobby Down. So, I mean, Bobby. So it should be hashtag Bobby Down. The hashtag Bobby Down. Yes. There needs to be a sticker made. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but he does man he's got me and i've looked up man there's so many contracts to be had right now through government entities for for uh using uh, uh gyro tracks and stuff and ray really has me looking around i'm like mm, 
I want to jump. I really do. But I, I kind of know better at the same time because I know what I'm getting back into. And I've gotten myself to where I, I really don't have to worry about what I'm doing day to day. I don't have to get up to, you know, exactly meet a contract deadline or make sure the village idiots showed up to actually work or anything. And But at the same time, I love those machines. I love them to death. And uh, um, they are anyway, fun. They are they, so yeah. fun. It's a lot. Skid steers alone are just fun to mess around with, man. I mean, when when you put an attachment on it that can literally destroy shit. I mean, come on, that's that's caveman shit. Any guy will jump on that, dude. I had I cleared. Uh, there's uh, way out in the country in Berkeley County, away from me. I mean, you're literally out in cow pastures and cornfields, and and hunting plantations. And I was actually on one of those properties uh, doing some underbrush clearing for some for some uh, firing lanes for deer hunting. And uh, these two old men that uh, lived on the properties next door, and we're talking about pe- places that are miles apart because they're hundreds and hundreds of acres each. They would bring, you know, the little chairs, the sit down chairs that they have a trifold that pops out and it's just a triangular seat. It's not even like a whole yeah. seat, just enough to put your butt in. They would, I mean, I'm talking two guys in their 80s that were neighbors from where I was would come every morning at almost seven o'clock. They'd have their coffee in an old school thermos. And they'd sit at the end of the road because I told I talked to them, you know, eventually uh, really quickly, actually, because those things machines can kill somebody throwing shit. I said, y'all stay down there and do whatever you want, man. They they would they it got to where like second, third day they were bringing their lunch, beer and everything else and would sit there and watch me the whole damn day. (laughs) They were like, this is fascinating, man. It's he said it's like watching a dinosaur run through here. And uh, they and that would happen almost everywhere I went. I would have to run people off the golf course when we cleared it after an ice storm because everybody would come out of their house or come down the golf course in their golf cart wanting to look what's going on. I'm like, you got to back the hell up. This shit will kill you, man. And as a matter of fact, uh, they had, they opened up the golf course for a practice round when we were doing it and that uh, we were just about done. And I said, look, you got to close down. I think it was number like, it, it was on the back nine. I can't remember what number, but I do remember that. I said, you got to make sure this hole is closed. They closed it off. But, but these, I mean, they were practicing for, um, for Augusta. And so these guys were determined to play the hole. And uh, anyway, no matter what they said, it was closed or not. And I hit, I, I kept trying to call in the office saying, look, if a golf ball, you know, or, or a tree branch or something launches out of this and it takes one of these son of bitches out, it's not my fault. Um, and sure enough, some golfer came up behind this machine where his ball landed. And dude, thank God I have backup cameras on the thing or I'd have run his ass over. Oh, wow. Just stupid. Yeah, my, my blind ass would have just went backwards. Can't see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I probably could have claimed that if I wanted to. But anyway, let's get on to what we're here for. We're here for drum Ray, roll. Please. Ray. Come on, man. Just say, Ray, y'all. Ray. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Ray, Ray's long care. How y'all doing? So this is my first live, so y'all know y'all have to just take it easy on me. Oh There's man, we'll, 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 give it a, we'll give it a shot, man. We'll give it a shot. A so what's up, everybody? King's Long Care, Black Four. What's up, Black Four? I loved it last night. I don't know if I could top that dude, but I got I got a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got one. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. So early. Jesse, Scott, Jesse had a big. Andy, one, man. Everybody's in here, man. Damn. I, 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 center of attention. Mm-hmm. We, we call the square underneath us the center of attention square as oh, you are in the center. Oh, okay. Okay. So what y'all want to talk about tonight? <laughs> Hashtag Bobby. We're Dow. not going to tell you, man. 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna throw you under the bus, Ray. Y'all set Ray up. Hashtag yeah, boss down. We're gonna throw you under the bus, boss. It's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man. Is that going away yet? Can, yeah. I hate, sometimes it recycles. There it goes. It's going away. And um, everybody's saying, hey, Ray, 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 you hey, can't hey. see the comments, right? Yeah, I can see them. All right. I, I thought you could. Just want to make sure. everybody. I'm glad you guys can see them. Yeah. It really makes me so cold. What's going on, man? Hack me, man. Whip yeah. wheel. Yeah. You had, man. Your little rebuttal today was a trip, man. That was a little too deep. No, it wasn't. It, it was, it just, I didn't, I meant, I was hoping actually to have time to go back and read the comments from, from Dave yesterday's post, right. but and I didn't, I was like, man, people, I, just, again, somebody keeps it real and they get called out for it. It's just. The comments weren't, you know, vulgar or anything. I just felt like after I read some of the comments that the, 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 the real yeah. backstory of me and Bo's relationship was not really. Uh, portrayed like like I think it could have been, you know. And so I just felt like after uh, after reading a few of the comments, and nobody was disrespectful or anything like that, that yeah. I would be able to explain a little bit better so people give a little more insight into uh, Bo, me, uh, Bo and my relationship over the years. So, you know, I just wanted to put that clear out there, you know, so everybody see that, you know. Uh, yeah, and you and I from talking the other night, like I said, you know, I, I had my own Bo for a uh, it, well, I told you 10 and I was thinking when I was actually commenting in your video tonight that I was like, like count. I was like, whoa, he was, David was actually up on and around for 12 years. And, uh, um, you know, it, yeah, there's a silver lining to somebody. it. Yeah. yeah. It, and you know, their history and you've become a, you've become bonded to them and stuff. It's, it was yeah. the same case with me and David. And, um, you know, like I said, he finally got his shit straight and he was on the same road as Bo is right now. And, and, but, you know, let's, let's, let's face it. I mean, he does have a, an Ivy League master's degree in horticulture under his belt. But once he got it, yeah. he took advantage of it again. And now he's, you know, now he's, he's working at a university and, and doing great things. So there's always a chance that somebody can, again, somebody gets a second chance. And, and eventually, you know, if they want to, they'll do the right thing. And I know from my perspective, y'all, and, and everybody in the chat, that I may come off as really harsh on Bo. And I just want to reiterate, y'all know, uh, I love him like a little brother and I would never put him in a bad spot. I would never mistreat him uh, to where he, what be, what when y'all see me get onto him on the job and stuff. I try to, these are things that, that me and him have been bantering back and forth for 12, 13 years. Right. It's, it's like brothers. So, yeah. We're not, you know, we're not mad at each other. We don't hold grudges. It's like, you know, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just like having a little brother out there, but he's got all these issues and I, you know, and I, I'm torn, man. I got to say, you know, I don't, you know, I'm but only that, if you didn't care, you wouldn't have bailed him out for sure. Right. I mean, come I, on, let's be real. That, I mean, if, if I didn't care to nobody, they're going to stay in jail. Right. Well, well, at the end of the day, you know, if he called me right now, uh, you know, and he needed to go to a shelter or something, I would take him. You know, and, and it wouldn't be about money. It wouldn't be about workflow. It wouldn't be about anything, but just, hey, man, you finally ready to get help. You finally ready to, you know, and I've done that many times over the years. And I guess, and maybe I'm wrong, I've kind of just accepted the fact that he is who he is. Right. And I can't, 
you know, I can't, if I spend all my resources trying to fix him, then I don't have any, I, I'm not me. <laughs> I'm not running a business. Thing. Thing. At least with, Oh, you know what you're going to get. Exactly. And I know that where his heart is, I know he's not scheming on me. I know he's not trying to beat me out of time. I know he's not, you know, you're not going to show up in your, your weed yeah. eaters and chainsaws are gone the next day. Well, it's sad to say he's one of the few guys that I'll let clean out my truck. Right. Because right. Oh, I know. I know what you're saying there. Hey, man, <laughs> sometimes the truck, I might drop a 20 somewhere or, or, you know, he's the only guy that I've ever, you know, that, that, that I'll let do that, that I've had, you know, working with me. And, uh, uh, you know, I just, I just got a soft spot for him because I've known him so long. He's been there when I was starting out. Man. And I think yeah. a lot of people are going to realize that once we hear your backstory, right. more of your backstory on, on why this is, where this is on how this became, yeah. uh, cause you know, everybody's easy. And, and once again, it's everybody's quick to judge quick to put an opinion out there when they only know bits and pieces of what right. someone's life is like. And some of that can be the, the, you know, my fault too, as far as the way I portray it on film, because I'm not a director or a professional, you know, uh, photography or whatever. I'm just a long guy putting a camera on, on my back. It's not really even portrayed. It, it, it's just, it's the, it's raw is what yeah. it is. And that's what I want when I look at other people's videos. I don't want some snow snow bunny story. You know, I want I know because I know that those stories are out there. You know that that I know that the real yeah I'm a Falcon fan, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. AKH. So, but you know, I'm just trying to just trying to live right, man. As I get older, man, these are things that are more important to me than used to be. So, so yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, let's go back to way back when Old Rayway was. A youngster, back in the youngster days. Okay, first of all, I'm only child, and I was raised uh, by my mom and my aunt. Where? Uh, in Georgia, Noonan, Georgia, uh, uh, is where is where I was raised at. Uh, I, I was raised with my cousin. You know, uh, me and him were about the same age, uh, and you know, all through school we were, you know, together. He was a little smarter than me in school, uh, you know, but. Uh, uh, Were you at we least got, smarter than a fifth grader? Uh, well, probably not some of these fifth graders now. They got some resources I never even thought of when I was. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I mean, the society today, my thoughts, society today should be smarter than ever, <laughs> you know, just by the mere fact of, you know, the Internet and all. Well, the that's why they call it uncommon sense. Common sense ain't common anymore. You got no. purchases. My son is is a senior. He graduates in. in I think I can't remember if the graduation day is at the end of May or if it's like the first week of June this year. But um, he has gone through 12 years of school. And I think uh, since I know since sixth grade, for sure, they've had no books. It's all been tablets and, and, and laptops. I, mean, I, can't, I can't even identify with that, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, that'd be foreign to me. Yeah, so every every bit of school that he really remembers, or and a lot that he's probably even forgotten. I mean, who remembers first grade too well? Even yeah. in twelfth grade, you don't. Um, and he's the only time. I mean, they they still use uh, books, but it's like going to the library, check them out, and when you're done with the hardback to do something, you 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 give it back to the school. Everything is downloaded on their tablets and laptops, and and has been for six years at least. Right, right. It's uh, you know, but as I. You know, after, after yeah, yeah. So I was raised, you know, kind of with me and my cousin. He was like my my little brother's four months difference, 
in 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 our uh, you know our age. And you know, my mom, she was uh, she had a hard time uh, uh, financially supporting me and all that. You know, she moved around a lot. So all the way up until I was like ten, you know, uh, I stayed with my aunt, and uh, her husband had a business, and you know, they built generators and starters back in the day. It was a big business back then. I don't think it did. You could survive now. Uh, and, uh, you know, so after I got to be about 10, I'm, uh, my mom, my aunt and her husband were going through some issues, you know, and they were going to get a divorce. So my aunt said, I want to get him out of this situation. <laughs> you know, I don't want It's time for you to talk to my mama. It's time for you to man up, you know. And so I said, have my mama come and get me and take care of me, you know, from 10 on. All right. So, you know, uh, well, it, it, it was all good intention, you know, the whole way. It's never any abuse or anything like that. Jesus Christ, Ray, you just bored the shit out of Chris. He got up and walked away. Yeah, oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, after after uh, after after that happened and I moved away, uh, that's when I started going to a bunch of different schools. Right. And, and I didn't realize all this then was not normal. You know, I was a kid. I went, to, you know, when I got a little later in life, you know, I went to 13 different schools before the 10th grade and that can make you, a, uh, well, it can make you a good communicator because you learn how to, you know, and, I, and some of the schools were good. Some of them weren't so good. You know, some of them, you know, uh, were really great schools and some of them were just really bad schools. And, you know, me having to manipulate the waters of all those schools and stuff, I think really, uh, made me see things a little bit different as, uh, as being a lot younger than probably what I would have. Uh, you know, 13 just, schools is a lot. Before the 10th grade. Before the 10th. Yeah. After I got to the 10th grade, well, what happened was I moved to my mom. I went to all these schools and moving around all the time. And my aunt got settled again, you know, and I moved back in with her on the 10th grade. I remember she called me. She said, I just want you to graduate high school. And I was living at my grandma's house. I wasn't going to school. You know, it was terrible, man. You know, I was just a kid, though, you know. And um, so my aunt, it was, you know, she she taught me into moving back down there, back down here where we live at now. My grandma lived in Atlanta. And uh, and she wasn't prepared to deal with a teenager, man. Come on. My grandma would go to work. My, I, I, would, I would hide under the bed. My grandma would go to work. And I'd, I had a house all day to myself. You know what I mean? Just took Party me. central. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Just, I definitely remember remember a, a story like that oh, similar yeah. me and my buddies would hide in the hampers and stuff and my mom would go to work and we'd get out and uh of course the school caught on real quick and they had the cops flatten all our tires at my door and <laughs> so our, we couldn't ride our bikes and we got busted that that was the only time i got to skip school and i fake sick but my mom still knew and i got in trouble <laughs> see see but see there was no there was no uh yeah man my aunt gave me that y'all yeah I, she, gave me, she gave me the, the fat here but you know uh after after i moved back down then things kind of leveled out for me as far as you know this consistency you know i went to the same school i had uh, the same friends all the way from 10th grade till i graduated well you know uh that was all just normal man you know just normal you know yeah we smoked a little weed yeah we drank on the weekends yeah we partied what was know? your first car ray uh, my first car was a Mustang. There you go. Oh, no, the first car was <laughs> I paid oh. 500 bucks for it, dude. My uncle, my, my, uh, my, I was my, gonna my, get excited. 
Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't nothing. It was a four cylinder. I mean, it was just, I paid 900 bucks for it. You know, my uncle told me my, my, uh, one of my mama's brothers told me if you, whatever money you save up is the money that I'll match it. Right. So that really, you know, he wasn't going to give me nothing, you know, and it's pretty much been like that with everything, you know, uh, but I had a bunch of jobs too. One thing about moving all around, you know, I was, you know, after I got to be uh, a teenager, I worked at Kmart. You know, Walmart wasn't around then. Walmart, uh, Kmart, and a restaurant, steak houses. You know, just a, I worked for Brick Mason. I did roofing. You know, just a lot of different type jobs. You know, in my in my teenage years, you know, I go work on the weekend, and I make two hundred bucks. And yeah. and the guys that working at McDonald's, they work two weeks and not make two hundred bucks. You know, so I had more time than a lot of other kids my age, you know, yeah. uh, and I did work at fast food. You know, I did all that, man. You know, it was just uh, just normal, man, you know, until <laughs> normal <laughs> until. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, well, normal, normal until, you know, uh, I graduated high school and, you know, I was in such a rush and to graduate high school. I was like, man, that's that's my only goal, you know, uh, and by the time I graduated high school, I didn't even have a car, car was gone, and, you know, just, you know, just spinning my wheels, really, right, and, uh, but I had a lot of friends and stuff, you know, so I had friends, and we got, we got introduced to, uh, to cocaine, and, uh, crack, and this was back in, you know, 88, 89, where nobody really knew the kind of misery, that it would bring you. <laughs> it was just coming me. Yeah, certainly coming from a 19 year old kid, you know, I'm 19 years old. I don't have no damn sense. You know, I didn't know that that dangling and playing around was going to lead to a whole lot of drama, you know, a whole lot of life issues. <laughs> you know, so were you one of those guys who were uh, uh, taking lines on the butt cracks there? No, I didn't. Even smoke it. I, I smoked it, man. Smoked it. Okay. I smoked. I was a crackhead, straight up. I like crack. <laughs> I like crack, man. That's the, only way, that's the only way I would do it, man. I didn't like snorting. I never liked snorting anything. Mm -hmm. I, I never was a great big drinker either, you know. Uh, I used to have a joke as a, in my using days. I said, hell, I, I can't afford to drink because crack take all my money. So, <laughs> you know, that's what everybody, you know, it was, it was just crazy, man. It, and I, I debated rather coming on here and talking about that. Yeah, because it's not something that uh, I'm a proud of. But after I saw Jesse last night, you know, uh, uh, bearing his soul, so to speak, on, on all his uh, addiction things, you know, I just felt like, well, if I'm if I'm going to do it, I'm going to keep it real, and I'm going to have to go through all that, you know, uh, during. I can't just gloss over that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. I, yeah, Dan Plymouth was five years old and I was graduating high school. How about I that know, one? Yeah. But you know, after I started doing that, running with the wrong crowd, uh, of course I couldn't stay at my aunt, I couldn't stay at my mom's. Uh I was just, you know, uh uh running around with friends and stuff and that went on for, you know, about eight or nine years. So Basically, my whole 20s was just a big drug-addicted jails, rehabs, drug addiction. Jails, rehabs, drug addiction. Jails, rehabs. I mean, and every time I went to a rehab, I learned just a little something, just a little something about human behavior and things like that. 
And then every time I went to jail, I learned about survival. <laughs> right. So, learned a new technique. Yeah, you would just, you know, and then, uh, and I don't mean to skip over a lot, but but when I got to be, I was probably around 25 or 20, about 27. Yeah, about 27. And uh, me and a buddy of mine, uh, we was, you know, getting high in the car. And police got behind us. We took them on a high speed chase and all the way across Atlanta. Uh, and, uh, uh, we wrecked in there, done that for sure. Yeah. We wrecked the car. The police beat my ass, took me out of the car, beat me up, threw me in the back of the police car and took me to jail. And I ended up having, uh, well, anyway, I ended up, uh, I got an eight year sentence. The judge gave me an eight years, uh, sentence. And I told the judge, I said, look, you're on, I got a drug problem, you know, <laughs> but I'm not really a criminal. I'm just a drug addict. You know, I need help. You know, the judge told me, Probably the best thing that ever happened. The judge told me, said, well, you know, uh, whatever's making you do all this dirt, pretty much, uh, you got to fix that. Right now, you're going to be going to the Department of Corrections. So, uh, yeah, they gave me eight years. And that was the that was the, the turning event in my life, if you will. You know, uh, uh, so I, uh, I went back to the county jail. I'd been sitting at the jail for about nine or ten months, you know. I was cleaned up. You know, my brain was not craving dope anymore. Right. I never was, uh, I never was, uh, you know, uh, uh, like uh, any of the opiates or anything like that. I was just a strictly a crackhead. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it like that, but that's the way I was looking at it, you know. And, uh, uh, but when I got to be, you know, after I, after, when the judge gave me the eight years, that's when I started doing soul searching. I started really realizing, man, where's my life headed, you know? Right. So, uh, it's yeah. funny when and you're, that's the when thing. you're spending a lot. Of, it's, it's funny when you're by yourself in any circumstance, because I can relate to you. Uh, yeah. Not in the whole jail aspect, but just sitting right, there by yourself. You're right. you, you dwell on your thoughts day in and day out. And that's when it starts to open your eyes up a little bit. Uh, well, you're when, right, when you're, man. You're exactly right, Chris. I think it was more about being immature. You know, because considering that I smoked weed all through high school. So, you know, I never really thought of thought of anything. So I was just a child, man. And not only, you know, uh, in my age, but also in my thinking. I was probably graduate high school. I probably had the brain of a 13 or 14 year old. Right. And right. And the thing is, uh, us, the kids of the 80s, dude, everything was our our disposal, high quality, cheap. And it was part I'm there. I mean, like I said, man, shrooms. Ass yeah. Oh, yeah. Coke. It was it, weed. I did it was everywhere that. all day long. I mean, you'd you think wanted, that. Here yeah. it is. Yeah. And you would think that, well, after high school, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I was doing acid and shit and mushrooms all during school. We, yep. I, mean, I mean, during high school, you know, I mean, I, I, I we go to classes in high school on shrooms. <laughs> and, and I yeah. smoke and I smoke weed every day before I went to school. Oh, so yeah, what, what kind of chance? Day. What kind of chance did I really give myself? Of course, being an immature child, I didn't know. You know, I thought I was being cool. You know, I, you know, right? You know, getting older gives you perspective for sure. You know, uh, on why you are like you are. You know, and it's probably like I thought I saw somebody in the comments that's probably why I'm so codependent with both because you know I. You know, I, I feel can identify. I feel, yeah, man, I can identify being on the streets and and chasing the chasing a hit and and, and all the the negative thinking. I could tell you stories about drug use forever. 
but it does does not define who I am today. Right. You know what no. I mean? So I don't wallow around in it. And I know guys that watch my videos, they kind of know that the guy that they see now I was not that guy then. You know, I was not I was just a punk kid, man, that didn't that that, that didn't have any that that didn't know anything, was immature as as you could be. And you know, prison changed all of that, man. You know, I, I, so anyway, I got the eight years, you know, and uh, did you serve the whole eight years? No, I, I did okay. four, 40 months, 40 months. And during that 40 months was just eye opening. I did 40 months plus the nine I did at the county. So uh, uh, and when I got when I when I when I finally got to, the, to Jackson, that's in Georgia, that's where the diagnostic center is, you know. They they said, well, since I ran from the police, they put me at a high, a higher secure, medium security prison instead of like right. a little county work camp, you know, right. because I ran, you know. No work uh, release for you, brother. Yeah, well, none no, of that. No, no. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going in there, dude, with guys that are got life sentences, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, they sent me to a, another prison, a closed, but they call closed security, and I did, uh, I did 40 months, and, uh, but during that 40 months, man, and if I could say anything to any young guys that's struggling and battling with this kind of thing, uh, you know, it all starts in there. You know, how you're going to live on the street starts when you're incarcerated. If you're incarcerated, you know, you can, I can, I could, it all starts inside the institution on how you're going to live when you get out. If you want to run around with the knuckleheads and gamble and, 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 and all the uh, vices you know, in prison, then that's what you can do. Or right. you can, you know, uh, you can go and, and get an associate's degree and if you want to. And that's what I did. Uh, I pretty much stayed out of trouble. Now, I did hustle a little bit. My roommate, he had a life sentence and 20 years. He, I don't know, he killed somebody, but he was an older guy, you know, but everybody was scared of him, you know. <laughs> And he was a cool dude. He was my, he was a cool dude with me, you know. So I was in, the, I, they put me in the room with him. And uh, uh, that's when I realized, you know, uh, that just because you make mistakes, even though some are a lot more detrimental than others, of course, that, you know, you still, you know, he was like a normal guy, man. You could sit up to him at the Waffle House. You never know that, that he, right. you know, you know, and that's my perspective today. It was my perspective then. Uh, but I learned a lot about being a man, about uh, respect, about uh, uh uh, making your own path, you know, because in prison, it's easy to get led, you know, and so I learned a lot of that uh, during the time that I was there. Uh, I, I took up uh, computer drafting, you know. Uh, wow. I did not score high enough on the entrance exam to get into the computer drafting class. So I took the entrance exam and they said, oh, you got you, your mask, not even where, nowhere close where it's got to be. You know, and I'm like, oh, I was so upset because I wasted all these years in my 20s. You know, I'm hitting on 30 now, in and out of jail, and 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 just back to the same shit. I'm thinking, damn, man, I'm basically about the same shit, man. You know, so uh, I, man, and I get emotional just thinking about it. I, I pleaded with the lady in intake there. You know, at the school part of the prison, I pleaded with her. I, I was in tears. I begged her. Please, this is life changing. This is uh, deeper than what you think. You think there's just you, another you, inmate to, to get you on the uh, to right. get back 
it groove on the other side. Right. I wanted, I, and I didn't know what the other side was. I've right. been, I've been a drug addict since I was a kid. So <laughs> I didn't know, man. I, I, I you know, so I, uh, uh, when they called me up there to tell me, well, you're not going to be able to get in, in this class, but you can go over here and get in, uh, 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 get in the remedial math class and work your way up. But the remedial math class, I was, it, it, it was going to take me too long. I wouldn't be able to finish the, the, the associate's degree by the time I got the math done and, and graduated the math thing. So I played with her, begged her, and just, I think she just, you know, that one woman changed my life, for real. She let me in. <laughs> I mean, dude, she, let me in. she let me in. She, she, she felt, I guess she felt in my heart because I was bawling, you know, just crying like a little baby because I'm like thinking, oh, my life is over. My, you know, everything that I want to be or want to do is, is over, man, you know, and it's just being real, man. And I get emotional, you know, even thinking about it because it's just, she didn't have to do that, man. She could have lost her job, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm just the inmate. Another freaking but she, number, she man. Up, obviously. Yeah, she yeah, found it. She yeah. saw the determination from you. Yeah, she saw and, the, and, you know, I don't know at all. She saw the desperation, felt the desperation in my voice, uh, saw it on my face and saw that, you know, and I, I, I was honest with her. I said, look, I've been a drug addict for the last 12 years. I don't know anything different, man. And this is my only opportunity because when I get out of here, I'm going to have to hit the street and I'm going to have to work and, and I'm going to have to have a job and I'm going to have to, you know, fend for my future, you know. And it was a scary, scary thing. Once I, my brain got off the dough, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, shit, you know, 30, you know. So, you know, she let me in. Uh, uh, I told her I promised I wouldn't, you know, make her look bad. I, I told her I, I go to school every day. It was, man, it was rough. But, you know, after, I guess after I, I settled to settle down in the class and I got past, you know, you know, people giving me a chance, you know. Uh, I'll bunker down. And when I bunker down, man, there was no stopping me. It was like the light turned on. Next thing you know, I, I'm in the class. I'm going every day, which is keeping you out of the mix in the dormitories and stuff. It's keeping you out of all the shit that you can possibly get into. Because if you get into a fight, you ain't going to school. If you if you if you get if you get uh if you if you get caught doing something you're not supposed to do, you you're kicked out of school automatically. So and, and you're absolutely impact. right. It's so easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you you can really sabotage yourself and not even, you know, and not really even mean to just being back in the dorm tour where there's so much idle time, you know. Right. You bunk shoulders with the wrong person, and it's game over for you. Yeah, yeah. Now my my bunk mate. I, I mean, again, I think everything happens for a reason. You know, my bunk mate, though he had a life sentence, he he worked for the warden. You know, and he he worked for it every day, and he didn't want no trouble either. And the good thing about it was, all the knuckleheads knew that he that, that what he was in there for. Right. So it kept a lot of the crap out of my room. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it seemed to be a good thing to me. You know, because they were scared of this guy that might stick them. <laughs> you know, right. he just might. <laughs> you know, he was known to be a guy that was real calm, cool, and collect, but you know, he wasn't. Uh, nobody really crossed him and played with him. But he didn't. Is that somebody you kept in contact with by any chance? I did at first when I got out. Uh, but, you know, life took took over, man, you know, right. uh, me, 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 you know, 
so I, I, I got into the drafting class and I knew nothing about computers. You know, this is probably around uh, uh, 98 or so, uh, in, in around 2000. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when I got into class, I had all these guys in there, you know, and they're, they're know-it-alls and they're this and they're that. And I'm taking the test and I'm reading the book, dude. I'm studying, dude. Like I want this bad and I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> you know, I don't have nothing else. I don't have life. I don't have right. bills. I don't have all I got to do is just focus on school. And I've learned to narrow my thinking down there, you know, and uh, it it really made me believe that I could. I said, damn, man, I can really learn this crap, man. And so then fast forward a year. So, I was, so a year went by and I'm still at the class, you know, and uh, uh, I'm taking all these tests. And, and these these guys that are seniors in the class, so to speak, you know, uh, uh, they uh, graduated or fixing to graduate. They're telling me I'm getting all this stuff wrong on these tests, right? And I'm like, no way, man. Y'all are just fucking hating on me for whatever reason. So I got with the instructor, and uh, uh, I said, man, they don't have the right answers. The answers that they're grading everybody's tests on for the last two years is the wrong answers. <laughs> you know, so people are failing out of the class and they don't even, the, the, the guys that are, which are inmates run a prison, the guys that are doing the grading and all, they uh, 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 had all the wrong answers. So, and so that I'm going through the freaking book and I'm highlighting shit, you know, this is the answer to that. And I'm marking it in the book. And so finally, your I'm, little cliff notes or yeah, cliff notes. I'm, I'm finally, uh, uh, you know, uh, getting the confidence to say something, man, because, hey, man, I'm going to flunk two tests and I'm working my, I'm trying like hell. And it was discouraging, you know. Uh, so finally I called them out one day because I just, I said, dude, that ain't right, man. I'm going to show you right here. And I thumped through the book, you know, right? I went in the book and highlighted everything. Yeah, I miss my aunt. My, my, my aunt is still here and she's, she's a great lady. Uh, anyway, Matt. So, you know, I, I'm just uh, thinking, man, these guys are sabotaging me, you know, after all the effort I went through to get into this class. And uh, so finally, uh, uh, I called them out and the instructor came in there and he he's looking and I'm looking and he's looking and I'm looking. And he's like, this dude's got all the right answers. I cannot believe his pet, his pets in the class have been grading these these exams wrong for two years. You know, yeah. wow. how many people that didn't have the where within that I happen to have? You know, right. because I read the book verbatim and I'm like, I'm reading the book, dude. I'm not, I'm not. And, and I'm, and I'm starting to gather that, dude, my memory is crazy good. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that about myself because I never, I was a drug addict, man. I didn't, I didn't, you know, my, but my memory after I got off the dope and everything and got in prison and got into the class, I realized, dude, your memory is phenomenal because I'm recalling pages and things I didn't know about myself. You know, yeah, it's funny because when, you know, anybody with any type of addiction, the only thing they're worried about, the only thing their mind is worried about that the memorizing is the next fix or the next dream yeah. or the next. Um, so you, you block everything out. And so when you're clean and, and your mind is open, that, you know, I, I understand that completely. Yeah. You're able to see things from a whole totally different perspective. You know, you're getting older, you know. Uh, I didn't want to, uh, you know, I never was really, a, I never was a criminal opposite a drug addict, man, chasing, a, chasing some dope, man. That's, that's, you know, that's basically that, you know, but, you know, after, after, uh, so I spent uh, three years at that prison in that class 
And uh, by the time I left there, uh, of course, I was the pet pee by then. You know, all the other guys had either got out or moved on to another camp or whatever. Uh, I ended up getting an associate's degree in, uh, in, in uh, AutoCAD drafting and design. Wow, uh, that's awesome. And by the last six months or so, I was actually designing, uh, you know, things around the prison, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Little construction jobs they would have and things like that, you know. Uh, they would they would come in with they'd give me a napkin and it'd have shit on it, and then I would digitalize it, you know. <laughs> you, you still know? do that to this day? No, no. I can. I can. So uh, when I when I got out of the when I when I graduated, they sent me to a little county camp. You know, I was at the end of my time. My I did forty months. I was at the end of the time. So about the last three months, I spent at a at a, just a work camp. You know, and uh, I, I I graduated school, so I, I had all that in my pocket. You know, ready to get out. You know, it's just a matter of the formality of, you know, they want to get a little labor out of you now. You you have to tell any of your sentence. You know, they'll send you to a minimum security camp. Or you're not going to run, and they know you're not going to run. If you run, you're a real dumbass, you know, <laughs> days or something, you know. Yeah, uh, you're really low risk at this point. And so my job, get this, y'all, my job at the at the county camp you know, was on a trash truck. I worked on a trash truck uh, all day uh, uh, in Columbus, Georgia, uh, and I never, I, I had labor jobs before, was but I never had a job. job like that. And kind of fall into place fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, and I was, you know, everybody kept saying, well, you know, the the trash truck, that's the hardest job out there. You got to be st sticking and moving. You got to be this. You got to be that. And I found myself challenged by that. You know, I, I said, I can do that shit, man. I know right. I can do that shit, man. And so I challenged myself and, 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 uh, the, and, and keep in mind, my eyes are opening up to who I am as a person all during this time, because who I was as a person in my 20s is not the same dude, <laughs> you know, grown up, changed, quit doing dope, whatever you want to call it. You know, it was just uh, oh, really. Yeah, it was just, you know, the things you have to go through to get to where you're trying to get, you know, so I made parole. I left the prison. It's no lie. I left the prison with twenty five dollars and a pair of khakis and a white shirt after 40 months, but I had that associate's degree in my pocket and I had the skills and the confidence to, to, right. to, to know that I could go into an Get office it. job and I could damn do it. If I could find a job, people, somebody would take a chance on me being a convicted felon. So, you know, you come out and everybody, you know, I parole to my mom's and that was not a good situation either because I'd used so much there in my using days. And so it just brought every time I go, every time, every day, it was just a nostalgic, I don't know, man, not a good feeling <laughs> when I'm trying to stay straight. And I, well, damn, I, you know, I, I got high in every room in the house, you know, and, you know, uh, but after, after, after I rolled out and I gave me the $25, I, I didn't have, I had, because of the high speed chase, I had tickets in multiple jurisdictions, you know, right. uh, so my driver's license was, and then I had somebody sure. sue, sue me too. So I had to pay about $6,000 to get my driver's license back big big deal for yeah. me because that was important to me to be able to be free <laughs> you know what's the point of being free if i gotta walk everywhere you know hey uh, now hey now hey, hey now. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying for me by golly what's up ray ray my bad I'm <laughs> blind people problems here 
Hey, well, you, you put a convicted felon in a blind the same interview, and we're both struggling to find that. Man, yeah, it, it was, I know it was, that feeling, all right? Yeah. It, like it, a blind man in a dark room looking for a black cat. That man, is it, was, it was bad, man. It was really bad. And, and uh, But I, I still, you know, I had that degree. And so my mom, you know, she didn't, you know, she she's thinking I'm fixing to come out and do the same thing I've done every other for the last 15 years. She don't know that I've truly changed. And I don't really know that I, at that point in time that I've truly changed. I hadn't had a pocket full of money or anything. Was money was always a trigger for me. There's been no test in society yet. Yeah, exactly. It's easy in prison. <laughs> Easier as far as, you know, but you can, you know, you know, at least where I was at, you know. Yeah, and there's structure, too, that kind of yeah. keeps you, it was, you, it was, know. you know. Prison taught me all about the mindset. Get your mind right while you're there, you know. And, and 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 don't partake in all the vices going on around you, man, because that's going to define you when you leave, you know, and that was that was a big thing to me. Uh, and of course, school motivated me more than anything to keep me right. out of trouble. I wouldn't gamble and I wouldn't I wouldn't get involved in a lot of the shady shit that's going on, you know, uh, keep your nose clean. Yeah. And, and that was hard for me, <laughs> you know, from my background, it was just hard for me. So, you know, after. After I uh, after I got out, moved on, mom. My, my mom would take me job searching. The owner. Yeah, and she would take me. So I went over to this uh, utilities company. Uh, they were they were, they were looking for drafting and designers, and this was in 2004. So I got out. I got out in May of 2004. So it ain't been that long ago, y'all. When you look at my life now, you know. Uh, uh, it, it uh, uh, so I worked there. I got a job there. I was so glad to pay me 12 bucks an hour. I was the happiest, best job I ever had. I was like, Oh my god, this is life. I'm doing it, man. I'm actually doing it, man. I'm getting a check and I'm not blowing it on dope. I'm you know, I'm actually making it, man. You know, still living at mom, still under parole, still all the things that you know go along with that. But One step uh, at a time, yeah, looking you know, and, and, and you know, I was overwhelmed with the five uh. Well, but six thousand dollars in fines to get my driver's license back. They, I, I couldn't do anything. A lawyer had my pretty much. I don't know how they do it, but a lawyer had a hold on my license because they sued me. I didn't go to court because, well, I was in prison. <laughs> I couldn't right. go to court, so they found me guilty by default. I don't know how that works, but anyway, you know, I figure, well, you know, that's I'm gonna have to pay the money, and you know, right. that was an overwhelming number, you know. And that's a lot of money then. It's a lot of money now. You know, in this so, day and time, it's still a big, big a number. A lot of money. Well, it's a lot of money, no matter how you look at it. But it's a whole, whole lot of money when you have to give it away for something that you yeah. that you should have anyway. You know, uh, uh, when so, you've got nothing, six thousand dollars could easily be about ten months of survival if you play the game right with that money. And you got to be responsible right. with your money. You got to. You gotta you gotta work your job, and these are all new to me. All these things are new to me because I got out. And I'm just working and and managing my money, making sure I'm saving my money, making sure I don't hold too much cash. Be a trigger for me. It's just a lot of. So what I would do, y'all, the tricky tricky things that I would do to myself, I would get my check, and uh, uh, and this before I had a bank account or anything. I get my check, and I and and I would cash a check, and I would buy a money order, and put whoever I owe the freaking money to you know, uh, uh, on the money order. And I made payments to this lawyer is what I did. And she, <clears throat> she gave me a pink slip and to get my license back, uh, uh, you know, until, you know, just a work permit type thing. 
And then parole's telling me I can't even get a driver's license. I'm like, dude, the state says I can. Yo, you guys are telling me I can't. So I kind of bent the rules a little bit there because once I made a deal with the lawyer to pay the five grand back and I started making payments, she released my license. She released the paper, gave me a piece of paper to take down to the DMV and they gave me my license back. So uh, once I got my license back, then things opened up for me a little bit, you know. Uh, uh, I, I'm still working a job at a utility company. I worked there for about four months, but I kept smoking weed and stuff like that, man, you know, and the, the parole just wasn't going to let me do that. Right. <laughs> you know, that right. Was, I mean, back then it wasn't like it is now, you know, as far as the law goes now, I don't think they're probably, I don't know what, how they are now. You know, I Ray, imagine if you, you, you got in trouble for, huh? What was it that you were sued for? Exactly. Exactly. Well, we, uh, uh for all the damage we did to the vehicles that we hit when we were running from the police. Uh, that was my thing along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I swiped a couple of vehicles, ran the ran the vehicle that we was in off into a ditch with through a fence. It was it was some straight Dukes of Hazard type shit, man. I bet you made the news. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it made the news or not. I was locked up. <laughs> and I was <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah. I was and I was, dude, to be honest with you guys, man, you know, at that point in time, after they put me, they put me in the back of the police car, I had some cocaine uh, on me, uh, and I, uh, I I put it in my mouth. It was a, a big rock in my mouth, and I and I, I I looked over at the guys that I was with and stuff, and I was like, you know, I said, this is it for me, y'all. I'm done, man. And normally I would have tried to sneak it in the jail or any of that kind of stuff. I just spit it in the in the in the, in the floor of the cop car. And I told myself right then and there, I said, I'll never touch this shit again. You know, and that's, you know, that's the first step, you know. Uh, but uh, I had to pay, a, uh, you know, I think it was about fifteen or $20,000 worth of damage. My end was six grand, you know. Uh, and then the lawyer gave me a break there at the end because she saw that I, what I, was, that I had paid the money like I was supposed to. And she let me off the hook at the very end. You know, say, so, OK, here's your final release. You don't owe us no more money. You know, just a sign that people help people that help their self, you know. Yeah, if you're willing to help yourself, people are more willing to help you. Oh, yeah. And, I, yeah. You know, if you know you're, you're trying to help somebody and they don't and no matter what, they don't want to help themselves. It's it's yeah. hard to. And, and, and I feel you there because, like I said, I had a good friend of mine who uh, my childhood best friend who I tried to help get clean. He lived in my house. And then in the end, he did what he did. And yeah. it's, a, it's a big realization. If you're not going to help yourself, why do I want to extend yeah, my arm? Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I live my life like that today. You know, I, I, love, I love helping people and uh, I don't mind helping people, but there got to be some semblance of them helping themselves, you know. And I've had a lot of breaks along the way to get me to where I am now from, you know, uh, 30, when I was 33 or so when I got out of prison. Uh, I met my wife. Uh, we met on, believe it or not, Match.com, and it was new. Uh, I couldn't go anywhere, so I was at home because I was on parole. I had the freaking leg monitor on. I couldn't do nothing, you know. So right. me and her met online, and we started chatting and stuff. And uh, uh, and then once I got my driver's license and all straightened out, and I'm working a job the whole time, paying parole the whole time. And uh, finally, uh, I went out, and uh, me and her – started dating and stuff and then i moved she had she was living in a house out in dallas georgia and so i was dying to get out of my mama's man it was you know me and my mama didn't get along she was afraid that i was gonna 
you know, relapse or whatever, you know. Isn't that the worst feeling you get? And and I understand this. Where uh, no matter how what you're doing, trying to get clean or whatnot, it gets brought up back in your face, and it gets brought up back in your face, and in your face, and oh, in your yeah. face, and then you, you get yeah. to a point in your mind, well, you know, I'm constantly getting accused. Why don't I go back to it? I think dirty. And then phone. you bring yourself back in check. Yeah. And then you're right, like, man. you know, it, in order for you to move forward, you know, everybody else has just got to, and and that's what we're even dealing with yeah. even this community yeah, today. In order to move forward, the the past has got to drop, and you just got to go from there. Well, you know, I think it was more about just growing up. You know, I'm looking at some of the comments. You know, I I think I was just such an immature kid, you know, uh, that I just wasn't ready for life in general. And then the drugs just made it prolong that, you know. Uh, but once I once I got out and I realized that I I could I had a skill that I could actually, and I had had a bunch of jobs throughout my 20s. I did everything, man. Mm -hmm. From doing brickwork, block masonry work, building scaffolds, framing, framed houses, did roofing. Uh, uh, I built decks. I built fences. Uh, I, I mean, the only thing I don't think about the only thing I hadn't done uh, as a job. I probably had fifty jobs or so. The only thing I hadn't done as a job is pour concrete. You know, I don't, I've worked with electricians. I've worked with plumbers. You know, so. You know, over the years, even though I wasn't taking advantage of those skills back then, as I'm older, man, I, I, I know how to do a lot of stuff because of, of that. You know, I can fix anything. If I can see it, I can fix it. You know, it seems like, you know, sometimes I don't want to, <laughs> you know, with skid steer. Well, it's survivor mode. It's survival yeah. mode at, at its finest, you know. Yeah. Um, it's uh uh, well, it's just a learned thing, you know. I didn't realize there's so much in life I had to learn, man. And you have to learn how to learn, <laughs> if that makes any sense to anybody. You know, you have to learn how to pay attention to what people are telling you, how to grasp things, you know, and 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 all of that. You know, I had a hard time learning because I didn't want to listen to nobody. So, you know, uh, uh, when I met my wife, you know, uh, after I met her. She lived out in Dallas, Georgia, and I moved uh, after, after me and her dated for a while. I moved out there with her, but I was still smoking weed and I was still playing with the damn parole people, you know. And so, they, so the there you are. So the parole people kept putting me back in jail. They put me back in jail, you know, for five days, you know. Uh, so my employer, you know, they, they let me go, you know. I had uh, I spent like a month in in the jail because I had a dirty urine. And when I got out of the jail, the, the, the head parole officer said, Look, you're not going to smoke weed and be on parole, man. <laughs> he just told me flat out, you're not going to smoke weed and be on parole. Right. There's no there's no gray line here, Miss Upshaw. You know, there's nothing you're going to you're going to have to do what you got to do, you know. And uh, I said, OK, so that was the turning point, because uh, then by that time we had moved out from Dallas and my uh, my wife. Uh, we weren't married yet, but she moved in with a friend of hers over here, that out here in uh, where I live at now, and which is where my aunt lives and uh, and everything. And so, so it was a big uh, shit or get off the pot situation. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, man. So get this, y'all. So I get out of the jail after the dirty urine. Uh, found out I lost my job at the utility place. Uh, they gave me a good reference and everything. They they were really gracious about everything. They even gave me some severance money. You know, not much, but they gave me a little bit. And uh, 
So I, I'm looking for a job, looking for a job, looking for a job, convicted felon. Do I tell them I'm a convicted felon or not? You know, all those things, you know. Uh, I, I just uh, uh, didn't know whether to tell the people I'm looking for a job for. And, you know, I didn't I didn't know what to what to say on the job application, man. So I, right. lied. I lied, man. But I found the job. I went to the this is this is just when I think back on it, dollar, it's so surreal. When I when I I went to the phone book, I'm looking for for drafting jobs. So I'm looking for an engineering firm. That's what I'm looking for. So I go to the phone book, just yellow pages and I call the first damn the first damn engineering company in there called Aces Engineering. And they gave me a freaking job. Awesome. I called them and I said, my name is blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a CAD director designer. Uh, I can do this, that, and that. Started talking specifics of the software and stuff. And they're like, oh man, we need a drafter, dude. We need a drafter. We need a drafter. And I'm like, you know, okay, cool, man. But then I was, there I was, got an interview with this company you know, and uh, first first number I called out of the phone book. Tell me that ain't come on, y'all. That don't That's happen. Some man. Working right there, man. That just don't happen, man. You know, uh, uh, it's never happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just don't happen, man. And and who who gets in the phone book and calls looking for a job anyway? That's an unorthodox way of looking for a job. Dude, I I I know I've done it a time or two. It used to actually, you know, back in the day, that used to be the way to do it. You want to find a company, you look at the phone book and dial the digits, man. Yeah, and I was pretty much internet dumb, you know, back then because the internet. I've been, you know, the internet really wasn't nothing like it is now. You know, I didn't see it. No, that was dial up, and you wait five minutes. The only thing you could do is email. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. You could, you know. but I went down to the interview and I lied to him. You know, I, I told him, I told him I ain't never been convicted of, a, I ain't never been felon or nothing. So they, they gave me the job. I started the following week. They, they, they gave me a, a, an office and everything. You know, I'm like, damn, dude, I done made it, y'all. I'm like, moving on up. I went straight from there. <laughs> you know, just six months ago, I was eating bologna at lunch every day. You know, and there I am, you know. Uh, you can get a steak paycheck, Bubba. Yeah, I'm like, damn, man. And they're paying me 15 bucks an hour, and, you know, they give me insurance and everything. I mean, the best job I ever Brother-in-law's walking the walk now. That man, I'm like, dude. So then, you know, there's always going to come a time when, when the rubber hits the road on that parole. So uh-huh. my, my, you got to have a job on parole, at least back then. I don't know how it is now. Uh, but back then you had to have a job and, and, and your parole officer is going to come to your job. Right. Man. So, uh, of course, I didn't want to tell them I was on parole. So my parole officer calls me, you know, so I just got a phone, you know, my parole officer calls me and says he's in the parking lot. <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, uh, okay. And so they saw that it was a parole officer, you know, the guys that I worked for. And I had, I had been, I had somehow dodged the parole people coming for about two and a half months. I don't know how that happened. That they just didn't come. It was, it was a little bit further away than where their office was. Right. And during that two and a half months, I had become really good at what they were doing. The business was doing. I had taken over their server and 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 and, and implemented you know things to make it streamlined so anybody could go in there and find this or find that and you know just uh. uh 
practice what I had learned in prison, man, basically, you know, pretty easy, really. I was getting into some deeper stuff in prison in the, in the, in the drafting world. This is kind of simple stuff, you know, and I'm like, man, I can do that a lot quicker than that. Dude, you spent four hours doing that. You know, I'm like, dude, I can do that in 10 minutes, you know, and then I would right. go in there and, and I would set the, the, the template up and now every drawing they open up from that point on was, uh, was set to their, you know, all their dimensions and all their stuff, you know, and, you know, so I was valued by then, never been valued at a job before. I didn't know that felt great. You know, uh, they really, they really taught me, you know, uh, how to do a job, how to come to work every day and, you know, appreciate, you know, all of that, you know, and, and a big shout out to any of them if they're watching, man, they, they were all a part of this struggle, man, for real. You know, they really helped me. Uh, they gave me a chance when they didn't have to, they could have fired me at any given moment because I lied to them. And finally, yeah. I, I came clean with them, and I told them my story, you know, uh, up to that point. And, you know, they were, uh, they, but by then, they knew the man that I was. You know what I'm saying? Right. You'd, you'd, proved your, you, you, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd, you'd proved your case. Right. So. And so, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I, I was scared when I told them, but I understood that, you know, that man, I can't believe that they would fire me over this, you know, that they would let me go over this. And because, you know, I'm sure they shook their finger at you a little bit. Oh, yeah. The owner was not happy with me. Uh, (laughs) He was not happy. And he 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 let it be known. And uh, he said, you know, I said, but and I told the guy, I said, you know, I just scared to tell you guys I needed the job so freaking bad. I needed a break. And I didn't know you. You didn't know me. Would you have hired me? (laughs) He said, well, I don't know. I said, you know, I said, that's that was a scary, you know, you know, that was scary for me. And meanwhile, my girlfriend uh before she was my wife she was living at her friend's house over here and so i'm trying to you know so i got i got the job parole found out i was on parole so now they understand why i'm having to leave at a certain time on a certain day of the month (laughs) you know all the things i've been lying to them for a couple months you know right they were behind me they were behind me they saw that i was really trying and so they they overlooked all of that man so you know, uh, so that was 2000, uh, about 2005, right around January or so, 2005. So to, uh, I worked there for three years, you know, and then the economy crashed, you know. Yeah. Well, during that three years, you know, since I was such a lunatic in my 20s, I never applied for credit or anything. Didn't have any credit, you know, anything. So uh, when, the, uh, when the economy went bad, uh, right, right before the economy went bad, uh, I got a home loan based on my job, based on my taxes, based on me never, you know, I got a home loan for the, for, you know, I bought this house, you know, I'm like, dude, you know, it took three years, but you know, uh, uh, it didn't take three years to buy the house. I bought the house in 2007, so about two years, you know, uh, and then in 2008, you know, uh, uh, I was starting a lawn care business. I was working that job and I was, you know, cutting little lawns on the side, you know, just, you know, pocket money. Yeah, gas money, and, and you know, it never occurred to me to do it full time. I, I mean, I, I had a good plus job of sitting at a freaking desk all day, making. Right. And by that time, I'm making pretty good money, and they're and the company's paying for all of my insurance. So I'm like, damn, dude, I'm I'm okay, you know. It was good money to me back then. And right, right. It was good money until I saw what I could make uh, in in business for myself, you know. Uh, uh, but they, you know, I, I, I even took on jobs there. I cleaned their office, 
you know, I cleaned our office. They give me 50 bucks to clean the office once a week. So I would stay after and clean the office. So I was doing all kinds of little things, 50 here. You had, you had the hustle. Right. And that's what reminds me of Jesse. He reminds me of me right back then. You know, you saw a dollar and, and you were willing to pick it up. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I didn't think anything about it. I didn't think I was too good to clean toilets. I didn't think that I was too, too good to do anything. I was like, man, y'all going to pay me to, to clean this stuff out. You know, y'all going to pay me to do the lawn here. Okay. You know, uh, and, th and that's how everything kind of started. And then, uh, so I'm doing a few more lawns. I probably got about five or six accounts, you know, that I'm doing. I got a little John Deere tractor mower that I'm putting up in the back of my old raggedy, Oh, you read F-150 with the inline six-cylinder in it. Oh, you, you know, remember when that deck used to grab that tailgate oh, all the time? Man. You remember and that? Those, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been through there. I mean, I, I a couple of times I pulled up on there in the mower and the ramp come out from under the mower. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, it was it, it just, yeah, yeah, bad, man. You know, but I was so <laughs> grateful, man. You know, I was so grateful to be able to, to be able to have a job and to be able to make a couple hundred bucks a week on the side. I'm like, damn, man, it's life is not so bad that's what i mean right. i'm sorry i never had a life what is, what is a life my life to me was running in and out of the dope houses and stuff that was my life you know i mean i, I said damn there's a life out here and it's easier than running in running around all night <laughs> it's easier the, the, uh, the it's easier to live like i live now than i live you know in my 20s man you know oh i bet you stress level is an all-time oh man you know <laughs> The just the just the whole lunacy of everything is just crazy. So after I after I did that, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Then you were. I mean, geez, man. I mean, right when you get on your feet, right when you're like, wow, look what I've done for myself in this short amount of time. Everything clicked. I took advantage of it, it, it in the correct ways. Took off, and the fucking economy flushes the toilet for you. Yeah. And I forgot to throw in back in, you know, back in there, there was no father figure in my life. Y'all just would throw that right. out there. My dad was never around. So it was all, I was raised by three women, my mom, my grandma, and my aunt. <laughs> That's <laughs> so a lot of estrogen. There was, yeah. Yeah. A lot of not be manning up and not learning how to man up, you know? So, you know, I got, after, after I got laid off, I got laid off and they were really gracious about it. They, they had me painting the, painting the building, you know, painting the walls inside, I mean, they were doing everything they could, hoping they could just hold on to me, you know, and and, and through the through the economy being down. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they went belly up too, you know. Uh, they ended up going belly up, you know. So, uh, well, after that, it was just mere survival. Then I just, you know, they gave me three thousand dollars, and they said, uh, you know, uh, we've done everything we could, and I saw it coming. They weren't lying or hiding or trying to deceit me in any kind of way you know uh they paid for my insurance for an additional six months and that's awesome uh, and they gave me three thousand dollars and they let me collect unemployment so this is this is one of those moments in my life that i seized the opportunity because at that point in time unemployment was like 18 months they were giving me 350 bucks a week for 18 months now a lot of people might sit on their couch when they're doing when they're getting that kind of money every week Mm -hmm. See, I used that money to pay my bills while I started my lawn care right. business, and you know, start a whole. Well, not start the hustle, but but uh, continue on grow yeah, the hustle. on that hustle. Yeah, I just was able to devote more time to it. Now, I still was looking for a job, 
And I had my fam- some of my family members that are near and dear to me tell me, you need to go out, you need to find a job, man. This is not a job. And I'm like, you know. And not the easiest time in the world to find a damn yeah, job of yeah. any kind. And then, I, then you know, uh, uh, and so I was, I was like, okay, I'll find a job. You know, I'll find a job and I'm looking for a job and I'm still cutting grass. <laughs> looking for a job, I'm still cutting grass, you know. So uh, it just one thing led to another. And uh, uh, I eventually uh, uh, got enough lawns to where I look back and I'm like, a job don't sound that great to me, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, but you, there's a lot of things you got to have to be a, a self, a self-employed kind of guy. You it's, be, there's a mindset that has to at least click in at some point. You got to be disciplined, man. You got to, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to be. Uh, uh, but you got to be able to take risk at the same time, man. Right. It, it, you got to be able to, you got to be able to drive both sides of the street. Right. And there are a lot of things that, 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 that were in my favor, so to speak that that would not be normal like i didn't have any children so there's that factor i could risk where somebody else has got kids can't risk right 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 you know or, I mean, or they have they have a lot less risk that they can apply right they might build it they, they might have uh six thousand dollars but they can only spend two i can spend five was your, i can spend five <laughs> <laughs> you know what was your wife uh behind your back on this whole oh, yeah, entire venture yeah. Yeah, she was behind my back. She, 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 she was the first one that really believed in me. She kind of, she empowered me a lot over the, you know, over that time there because of, uh, uh, but she believed in what I'm telling her. I'm through with the, with the dope. I'm through with this dumb shit. You know, I'm ready to, 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 to settle down, buy a house, blah, blah, blah. So she was with, you know, she was encouraging through all of that. And she'd never been in trouble or any, had any problems with the law or anything her whole life. So she don't know what one of them, them bologna sandwich tastes like. And, and then <laughs> yeah. along, uh, along comes Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know, that's, it's funny. Like, uh, cause I, the reason why I mentioned your wife is that like, even in my circumstances, friends or even my dad, my dad is my biggest supporter, humongous supporter on anything and everything that I could possibly do. And I told him yesterday, I said, man, there is not words there enough times i could say thank you for what you've done in my life and this is a guy who adopted me not legally just adopted me right. just took this underneath his wing and, and the reason why i bring about your wife because you know your wife's been in this whole picture through yeah, uh, when you first got out to where you're at the struggles of you trying to find a job and this and that and, i mean imagine going I, I to imagine. Your dad. yeah imagine going to your dad saying i'm fixing to marry this convicted felon you know well yeah. And her mom, and you know, and so I had to prove to all these all these people I didn't even know, and that was even harder, you know, because they they're looking at my jacket, <laughs> and they're not, and they're like, dude, you are you telling her she's crazy? What the hell are you doing in in a relationship with this guy? You know, because you know my my history has shown that I that I wasn't going to do right. But then after uh, after I, I had the job at the engineering firm, me and her, my wife's dad became came real close. You know, uh, he saw in me what uh, what what uh, I guess what I really was. You know, he saw that I'm trying to I'm trying everything I can to make a dollar. He saw and, the real you, right. not the drug. Yeah, well, yeah. And you and, and your recent track record had kind of showed that. Yeah. And, and he and he uh, well, uh, I'll, never, I'll never forget it. Y'all. Uh, so I'm cutting grass. Right. I'll, you know, not all day, but I'm cutting up. 
I'm cutting I probably got 15 lawns I'm doing. I got a John Deere tractor mower. And down here in the south, it's hot as all get out. Those mowers don't last very long, man, when you're running them like I was running them. And, uh, and so I went through a couple of them, you know. Well, come find out, uh, 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 my father-in-law and them, they know somebody that, that, that can get that in the, in the mower distributing business. Okay. Put it that way. Right. And so they came to me and they, they you know, I was good. I was, I was at home Depot fixing to buy another thousand dollar. Yes. He does like me better than her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, after, after, uh, uh, I was at home Depot and my father-in-law was calling me, calling me, calling me. And I'm like, I'm like, hello, and I'm fixing to charge a damn, you know, I had a thousand dollar car, I'm fixing to charge another another mower on the damn Home Depot car, you know, because uh, that's how I got my first mowers. I, I went and applied for credit at Home Depot, they gave me $500, and I put 500 with it and bought a, one of them John Deere tractor mowers, and then I did right. it again, and I did it again, you know, and uh, so I'm at Home Depot, I'm looking at the mowers, I'm, I got I got the whole thousand this time, I'm fixing to pay for it with cash, because I'm I'm, I'm cutting grass and I'm working. I'm getting unemployment to pay all my bills. So you got you know, some bank. Yeah, I got a little bit of bank, you know. Uh, and he's calling me, calling, blowing my phone up, you know. And I pick up the phone. He said, "Where are you at?" And I said, "I'm I'm over here at Home Depot. I'm fixing to get that mower." So I've been talking to him about buying another mower. He said, "Don't buy a mower, man. Do not buy a mower." And I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "For what?" And I did not even know, you know. Uh, what he was talking about that would kind of draw a question mark in your head would it not it's like what do you mean i knew that they i knew that they had some money you know they, they were not they 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 had a little bit of money and, and he wanted to help me him and his wife i like his pool i do know that his, his, him and his wife wanted they wanted to help me they reached out to me and they said look we can get you this uh this mower uh and uh you can uh, at, at at a great discount okay and I'm like, a good guy deal. Yeah, I'm like all giddy over it, you know. And, and but the discount was like five grand. I'm like, that don't sound like no freaking discount to me. Right. <laughs> you know, but it was like a, you know, it was like a seven thousand dollar lawnmower, and I still got it. Uh, it's a Quest SP, forty four inch mower, and that's the mower that started everything. And if anybody's seen in my videos that, that I've talked about that mower, I still got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it. it uh, and so they they loaned me the money to get that mower, and I and I and I and I got it, and I and I, and I paid them the money back, and uh, so that was my end, you know. But all that came after five years of being, you know, out of prison and working a job, taking care of of, of, of my wife, their daughter, you know, uh, and they started believing in me, and and then once I paid the money back one time. They were like, dude, you, you know, you're solid, man. Don't worry. You don't, you, you're good. And, right. But I didn't like borrowing money from them because uh, it's a lot of politicking going on there. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to borrow money from family, dude, because yeah, that puts you there. The, the, boy, there's a bond. That's not a bond. That's a bind. Yeah, it's it's it, it's tricky, man. It's tricky. You know, uh, so over the years, what I what I did is uh is I, after I paid, after I paid, I, I, he said, just pay me back $200 a month. And so I'm throwing 500 a month at it. You know, I'm trying to get them out of my, I'm trying to get out right. of the pocket, you know, so I want yeah, to get, get that shit off money. my records, man. I want, well, my goal was to get it, to get it paid off before the unemployment ended. <laughs> you know, <Right>. you know? <laughs> hey, there's that too. I'm just, thinking, dude, I'm just saying, man, I'm like, oh man. So, 
after that, man, it was just, you know, uh, uh, just doing the next logical thing, man. You know, uh, I started out with that. I did. Uh, Do you still have any clients from the beginning there at all? Yeah. Awesome. I have, uh, most of my customers uh, have been with me for at least six years or longer. That's six awesome. Uh, I don't really develop uh, customers anymore. I've developed relationships. Yeah, uh, my customers. That's, and my and that's how you have to look at it. My customers all know I'm for real. You know, they all know that I'm invested in my business and I'll do anything that I can to make, to make, to keep their account within reason. Now, of course, right. over the years, I've had customers that are not logical. <laughs> <laughs> Who well, I've had quite a few of them. You know, um, but I guess just after I bought the Quest, I thought I was. I was making it, man. You know, I was actually able to pay my bills with a lawn care, but you know, I, I, it, was, it never was good enough. I don't I, paying my bills is not enough. I ain't, I ain't out here. You know, I ain't out here to pay my bills, man. I'm out here. Well, to it's man. I mean, to be honest with you, if I'm at a point and trust me, I've been there plenty of times. If I'm at a point where it's just paying the bills, it, 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 I might as well be doing nothing. I ain't happy. at worth a damn, uh -uh. you know, and, 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 and and then I started, you know, after about, uh, well, I, I ran that mower. I put a, a bunch of hours on that mower. Never had no problem with it or nothing, you know. I thought so much of the mower that I put a brand new engine on it, you know, after I got my first big 60-inch. Once I bought the big 60-inch Xmark Laser Z X-Series mower, man, I never looked back after that. Because that's, that's one thing uh, that, uh, uh, you know, that was able to, you know, uh, do enough volume. You know, you, if you can't do enough volume in this game, man, you can't, you can't, you, you, you can't, right. you can't make it, man. You know, you got to be able to do a bunch of volume, you know, at least if, in my neck of the woods, you know. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's pretty true everywhere, man. I mean, um, you know, there are some people that, that can get into the really, really high end specialty stuff. But again, if it, it's, if you want to increase your dollar at some point in time, it boils, it boils down to, to uh, efficiency and, and how much and how many you can get done and still do it right. You know? It takes yeah. years to learn that. It takes yeah. years to learn that. Man, I didn't learn that in year one or two or three or four. Hell, it was the fifth or sixth year before I got my the first 60 inch mower, you know, but you know, it's just the things that you have to go through to get to that point, man, you learn something from every little thing, man. Oh, here's, a here, here's a test of, of how good you are. Are, are your in-laws clients? That they were at one okay. time, but their property is so big and so complicated as far as the bushes and all. They got a lot of shrubs, man. So they got a big outfit coming out there that can do it for a lot cheaper than I can. You know, uh, they, uh, they, and I, I, I have worked for my father-in-law plenty of times over the years, you know, uh, uh, you know, doing work and they got, a, they got a big, a big lot. They got five acres over there where their house is. And I cleared out the woods for them and, you know, all that, you know, uh, and that's been kind of tricky too, you know, uh, uh, because in the beginning you don't have, you know, the first five years, I didn't have anything to do in the wintertime. Nothing. Well, now you yeah. got broke down, Bob, you, you're probably going to do some more work. For yeah. You. Oh yeah. I, well, the Bobcat is, a, is not something that I just woke up one day and said, I'm going to buy a Bobcat. I had to grow into, into that thinking because I'm out on these jobs. I'm out on 
all of this lawn care work that I'm doing, making 50 bucks, you know, or whatever the lawn calls for. And I see a guy out there with a skid steer making four grand, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, hey, don't, I mean, you know, I, I ain't a I ain't a rocket scientist, but I'm a hustler in my heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and it didn't take me long to say, oh, "Damn, I, I want to be there." You know. Right. And, you know. And so you fly that jet, or I'll now? crash trying one yeah. of the two. And, you know, it's, it's all about the timing. It's all about the timing. You know. Uh, my my yeah, father-in-law. How many accounts do you have? Now I have uh, I have about ninety-five regular accounts. And I have, uh, which some some of those customers own multiple properties. Uh, I, I deal with a couple of uh, a couple of house flippers, a couple of house renters, where they rent their houses out and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm always, you know, and what, what's really gotten better is the fact that, well, I can see what they need. I can sell them more stuff. You know, when you first go in there, just got a lawnmower, and you can't sell them anything, man, because you can't do anything other than just cut the grass. You know. How critical was this to you, though? That oh, first, yeah. that first part, I believed in him. It, you know, yeah. for a spouse or yeah. anybody, Man. that's critical shit right there. That's everything because without her, I might have slipped back into that old behavior when things got really down and out. I couldn't look at her in the eyes and say, "Hey, you know." Uh, uh, I can't do this. I, I couldn't do that. I, I got to be able to do it. It's not failure was not an option, man. I couldn't, I couldn't fail her. I was used to failing me, you know, failed me all my life, but I couldn't look at her and tell her I can't do this, you know, right. That was, you know, and so that's critical in the, uh, in the building up of the, the, the person you see now, you know, uh, I had believing in me and, and, uh, and her working her job while I'm uh, trying to grow and all the things that go along with that, man, you know, uh, it's been quite a ride though. Uh, hey Ray, I don't want to stop your flow real quick. I want you to keep going. But if any of you, uh, ask me something. we've been at this for an hour and a half already. Jeez. If anybody has some questions, I'm, I'm going to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm keep firing at it, Ray. Uh, because but like I said, man, I mean, Gwen must be phenomenal. It, it, it's uh, right. and it, it's it's critical that if you're with somebody like that, that they've got your back, man. Oh, I mean, I've been there. <laughs> I know what that feels like too. You you can definitely see it in, in, in Ray's story while he's talking that uh, when he was talking about his wife and stuff that words cannot describe, and his words cannot describe the, the fact of of what they went through or how he feels about her. Because man, I tell you what, it takes a strong woman. A strong, strong yeah. woman to Confident. endure. Yes, to and what, what you go through. You know, it's so scary for us. We were so we were scared we we're going to lose the house. You know, we were we we were scared, man. You know, she was scared. I was scared. You know, we didn't. When I got laid off my job, we didn't. You know, I ain't have no nest egg or nothing. And that's when I realized, man, you can work a job 10, 20 years. They can let you go, and you ain't got a damn thing. Hold up, man. Hold up. Hold. Whoa, 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 whoa. Somebody's going to jail right here. We're going to bust. We're going to bust some ass on the law around this part, man. Yeah, right. Anybody selling no pondless natural stone water features up in my shit. That's my job. They come across here. I'm selling them that stuff. Man, <laughs> don't, don't make me drag your own deputy ass up into yeah. jail today. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get your business, man. <laughs> don't make me get all thug up in here today. <laughs> Hell 
no, man. Damn, yeah. things shit just settled down. Here comes a da- here comes the law acting fool. Yeah, acting a damn fool. See, hey, man, maybe. Me and my wife were really scared. She, but by this time, she knew that that I was, you know, trying to do everything that I could to keep things rolling, you know, to keep the house and to keep everything. And you know, I just I, I, I attributed to to living right, doing right, thinking right. And just trying to, you know, do the next best thing, you know, the next logical thing, not being shady and not trying to beat nobody. You know, I live by all those things that, that people see in my videos, man. I don't want to beat nobody, you know, because I know that's going to come back on me. <laughs> I'm going to pay the piper somewhere down the damn line. And it ain't going to be convenient timing at all. It's going to be when I'm fucked up on something else, you know. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't uh, I, I'm, I'm all about uh, just just trying to trying to live right, man. You know, I lived wrong for so long, man, that uh, living right is pretty important to me these days, you know. Uh, and, I, and, I, and my accumulation of equipment is just being from me just staying at it, man. You know, just doing the same thing, doing and getting faster and faster, better, better, faster, faster, better, better, and being able to uh, uh, manipulate everything around me to build where I can do I can do where it would take me six hours, you know, in the beginning, I can do it in an hour now, you know, and it's all about time and money. It's all about saving time. So you can generate more money. Right. Which is yeah. right back to what we were talking about last night. It's all about the equipment, you know, every day, all day. You know, once you, well, yeah. I, you I try to do good with what equipment I have at least. You have to, dude. I mean, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody's equipment. You have to. You, you have to. You done talked about my equipment and then talked about me not having a car because of freedom. I mean, you do. Oh, you put me right. all over the bus and hey, I Don't put me under the bus and then some. I never I'm said nothing bad about your equipment. But I'm telling you, all I'm saying, to, all I'm saying <laughs> is that it took so long to get your equipment right. And, it, and equipment is so freaking expensive. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's it's it's. It, I mean, it's hard to let go of six, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars, man. I don't care who you are. Yeah, at any time, it's like, man, what am I doing right here? I mean, you, I mean, know, you look at that, you go, should I? I do this. I'll tell you, put it to you this way. There's, I, I sit there and I look at that, and you think, okay, that buys a car, that buys another motorcycle, that 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 buys another trip to wherever the hell you want to go. Right. And uh, you, you, I, I do anyway. It's like, am, am I sure I don't want to reward myself or hold on to it? Maybe put it in, you know, in stocks or real estate, yeah. you know, or yeah. <clears throat> so many questions when that money, that much money comes up to play. Not that four thousand yeah. dollars can buy real estate, but you know, keep. Yeah, I mean, it's a good down payment to get something else. And, hey, and you can I buy a trailer. Well, like I said, I didn't start off with with X Martin mowers. I started off with hell. I had a snapper mower with the rear engine on it, twenty five inch. You Brother, know, I, that's I started I drive, off with the John Deere version. Of that. Yeah, and then I get the John Deere tractor mower, and I was going through a couple of them a season, man. You know, once I stepped to the commercial line, I was already kind of established. I just didn't have the equipment of an established person. Right. And then once I saw that the, what the equipment could do, I'm like, oh my God, dude, I'm going to turn it up. <laughs> and that's what I did. You know, I just, 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 I, I was cutting four acres, five acres, eight acre sites with a fucking Quest 44 inch, y'all, for 150 bucks. For wow. $150. Yeah. <laughs> and grateful, grateful, you know, that I didn't have to go punch a clock. You know? All right. So where do you see yourself in five to 10 years from now? There you go. Uh, well, the, the Bobcat and the skid steer game is pretty lucrative. You know, I see myself getting a little deeper into that. 
Uh, I'm probably always going to be doing the lawn care stuff, you know, uh, because it's just it's just easy when you got Ray Gump mowing. Yeah, there you go. Just saying, man. I mean, my uh, uh, my my thing has always been it's about the equipment, and 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 I love equipment. You know, uh, to buy that Bobcat out there, uh, I spent all my money from one whole summer. You know. Uh, I didn't just wake up and say, hey, I'm going to buy a Bobcat tomorrow. You know, right. it was a pre-planned. Everything was a plan for me. Like you said you had jobs lined up waiting on you. Yeah, you what know, I did is, yeah, Which I bought a dump trailer back in the day, right? And that was the, once I bought the dump trailer, you know, I, I started seeing, well, damn, I see skid steers on dump trailers, you know? Right. And so then what I did is I said, okay. And then I started saying, I said, damn, I didn't know anything about a skid steer. Never ran a skid steer. Don't know nothing about them. I'll be the first one to say that. I mean, when I bought this skid steer, it was the first track machine I ever ran. When I got in that machine the first time to, 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 to test it out. And I paid, I paid uh, $20,000 for it. And I paid it in cash. And it was all the money that I made for the summer. And uh, it was real. And going into the off season, you know. That's for you, Ray. What is it? Get to the point where you're not out in the truck as much. Yes, I want to get there. But y'all see the problem I'm having with these freaking employees and hiring guys and finding that guy that I can pay $20 an hour or two or whatever uh, to be to come in the fold and help me with all of that. See, that's my... Hey, I'll sell my house and I'll move up there and I'll be that employee for you. I mean, you don't sell your house, Chris. Rent your house out and just get the yeah. hell on the I mean, oh, that's true. You know, and it's so, and it is, and it's, and you know, it, it, it's, it's just, you have to have a little bit of, you have to be thinking ahead of time, you know, and I think that all comes back from, from back in my hustling days, you know, it's just this game that we're in, that I'm in, ain't nothing but a hustle. It's just a legal hustle. You know, right. it's the same concept. It's the same self-employment you know, and, and business in general. That's all it ever well, you is. Take your money, you, you, you take your money and instead of buying a bunch of weed to sell, you buy more. Instead of smoking grass, you're cutting grass. Right. I mean, oh, it, man. It's, no the same, it's the same thing, dude. It's the same concept. And I just applied that over the years and just and 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 I learn. I learn from my mistakes and I and I and I, I'm not a real I don't ha I don't hang out with a lot of people. I don't have a whole lot of close friends. Uh, my business is my, is, is my everything. So yeah. and I, yeah. I like that way too. And here's one for you from, from Brett right here. You know, we talked about this last night on the phone. What he's going to do is he's going to make Bo and Chris one crew. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put. Chris is going to drive. Yeah. yeah, That's yeah. right. I'm yeah. Chris can drive. The thing of it is, is I work. Yeah. I'd work circles around Bo. It'd be sad. Oh, I mean, let's I'm just face sure. it. See, the thing about Bo, and I say it in some of my videos, Bo's a great guy. I love Bo, all that good stuff. He's got all these issues, and uh, I'm torn between working him, the, the liability of working him and all that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm torn, you know. I don't want to see him, but, you know, it's hard for me to deny a man a little bit of work, you know, when he's begging me for work. I mean, right. and, and I know he's not got – I know he has no ulterior motives. He's not – trying to rob me. He's not trying to get on the job and go to sleep. He's not trying to beat me or in any kind of way. So, you know, uh, I've learned over the years of, that I've been in business that the employees are, are something that's a real slippery slope, you know, it's a real slippery slope. 
So here's another thing about your character that we had a discussion about yesterday. Uh-oh. Here's a man who's sitting here trying to help another gentleman out, and he's finding work on a day off on a Saturday where he could be at home asleep, sleeping in, spending time with his wife, just to put some food on another man's table. Right now, I'm going to earn. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so. So saying that I'm not going to earn anything, but so I'm going to earn too. Well, but, no, but but you're on a Saturday working, right. you know, where it can be done work, on a Sunday you know? or yeah. a Monday, you know. This is something you're doing to, to help someone else out. I mean, of course, you're not going to be in business to just to help everybody and not help well, you yourself. Can't be. I mean, you can't agreed. Be. Right. And the thing yeah. is, you know, yesterday, specifically yesterday, you know, I, I load the Bobcat and everything I need on that job up on the trailer, and I only to realize I got a freaking flat tire on that trailer. So if right. Bo hadn't been here, I just would have went on back in the house at that point in time. I wasn't <laughs> done. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't want to work that thing. I don't want to fool with the tire. I don't want to unload everything off the fishy. I don't want to I don't change the tower machine on the on the trailer. You know, I'd have changed it all down, all that, man. You know, I'm like, man, so I, that's one one reason why I was so upset with Bo. Because if you weren't here, dude, I would just go on back in the house. Considering I got a flat tire. Yeah, that sofa's right there. It's still kind of warm. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is about to come on. There's popcorn. And- <laughs> One thing I want to touch on before before I got to the end of this is, you know, when you're going from lawn care to, to the Bobcat stuff, there's so many unknowns. It's really risky. You know, it's really risky. Uh, uh, I had, uh, before I bought the Bobcat, I, I still had, I had 90 customers or so. So out of those 90 customers, I probably had 15 or 20 yard uh, uh, Bobcat work type work to do on their properties that was signed, sealed and delivered. It was, I didn't never do the jobs because they wanted me, I was going to have to rent a machine and right. I wasn't going to do that. So I wasn't going to make no money at it. So I kept putting these jobs off, putting them off, putting them off, putting them off. I wouldn't rent the machine. And uh, and so finally, you know, I, I, I so when I bought the skits here, Though I took the money out of my bank to, to, to pay for it, I had over ten ten or twelve thousand dollars in work right away. Right away, you know. So right. within within two months I had, you know, uh ten thousand dollars on my money back. So uh within, and then you yeah. had you had prime time to do that, having that work lined up, waiting on you. I mean, it in a way that did allow you to come in hot and, yeah. and just of take the leap of, of faith a little bit softer and a little bit easier but then again i mean you know they they also paid for your education if you look at it that's great yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, everything because when you're going in, you're, if you're a long care guy like i've been for all these years and you're going into the off season and you go and, and you talk about spending twenty thousand dollars well it don't go over too good with kiss my grits here you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's, 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 and she's behind me but she's a little weary you know it, 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 it's scary man you know uh well those it's, hey honey i uh, took the 20 grand love you bye well that, well I, I was looking at bob k i didn't I, you know i looked at him for, for for uh hell four or five months uh i looked at him a couple of years ago but then i had a, mach- uh, a, a more go down i had to buy more so that knocked the bobcat out for that year you know but having that work lined up was like everything you know uh, uh, but it's still going into the office and I don't know nothing about these machines. I've never owned one. I've never spent 20 grand in cash on nothing. 
<laughs> you know, but once I give that man that 20 grand, there ain't no getting it back. If I drive, if I load it on a trailer and I can't make it home with it for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, you, out, you made an as is purchase. Yeah, I'm out 20 grand. And so I was really nervous about the machine and, and, and everything. I bought the machine based on the specs of my dump trailer. So, uh, Abraham, what's up, man? So, uh, what's up, Abraham? I, I, I you know, oh, yeah. Buying that machine like that and, and taking that risk, you know, is, you know, the, the saying no risk, no reward. And so fast forward, you know, I was able to pay the whole machine off y'all. And I want anybody, everybody to know this, that, that that's thinking about buying a Bobcat, you know, uh, or a skip steer. I paid the whole machine off. I had all the money back in my bank within seven months. That's awesome. Within seven months, all the money was back in my bank. I was uh, uh, more confident on the machine. Because I don't care what anybody says, you got to know what a machine can and can't do in order to be able to make money with it. You know, you can't just have a machine. And there is no teaching that either. You know that, right? You got to learn that on your own. And you got to build confidence in the machine. I never bought. I never bought a machine like that. That machine could have broke down the very next day, dude, with a blown head or something. And that's just the risk that you take when you buy and had three thousand hours on it. So it wasn't a baby. (laughs) You know, it'd been through some shit three thousand hours, you know. I mean somebody could have rode that thing real hard now. Yeah, you know, and it's it's only a sixty seven horsepower, so it's not a great big machine. So uh so after I paid it off, after after I got all the money back in my bank, it was about time to start cutting grass. I just parked the machine. So I didn't want to take it nowhere on that dump trailer, no more. I had an issue with it on the dump trailer. It's so high up, it's so sketchy, it was just terrible. So uh, what I did is I bought, I ended up working through the summer, and then in August I bought the Gator Made trailer that y'all see it on today. Uh, Which is probably what, I, like I told you yesterday, one of the best trailers you could possibly buy. Yeah, I mean that trailer, dude, is. That's, yeah, what, I, that's what I have as a Gator. I mean, it, the I never had a trailer with fourteen thousand pound capacity, and, and you know all that. It makes it. I mean, it makes it. I'm thinking, damn the dump trailer, and I'm thinking, damn. I don't mind going anywhere. I'll pull that damn mo. I'll pull that skits here all the way up to New York City uh, with that trailer, you know, because it's made for that. But in the dump trailer, I was scared to go too far away from my house because I'm afraid something will break, you know, uh, on the trailer. Even though the trailer is rated for ten thousand pounds, man, mm, that bot, that, that that I mean, it was it was just sketchy, man. You know, pulling up on there and stuff. But you yeah. know, uh, at the end of the day, I got my money back. You know, uh, fast forward to. So this past summer, I worked through this summer, I bought the trailer. And uh, uh, since I'd already paid the skid steer off, I was able to buy that truck. Y'all see me driving now. And I I was confident enough to be able to take on payments with the truck. Now, I didn't, uh, all my equipment's paid for except for that truck. Every piece of equipment that y'all see me own, trailers, everything is paid for. And that's important. That's important because that tells you the sacrifice you got to do, you got to go through in order to really make big money in this game. Right. And, uh, and when I buy when I buy attachments and y'all see me buy attachments and stuff for the skid steer, I buy attachments for the next size up skid steer. I don't buy attachments for the little skid steer I got. And though they, it, I buy the attachments where you can run it, but they're really rated for the on the low end range. Right. And the, and the attachments that I buy are made for, you know, 80 horsepower, 100 horsepower machines. The 67 can run it, but it's really designed more for, you know, the 20, the, the 20 uh, gallons per minute, you know, and up, you know, right. my, my machine, 16 gallons per minute, which is at the bottom 
side of any of the mechanical uh, buckets. Well, you had, you, had um, you mentioned that I believe was it was it when we were talking or yeah it was when we were talking a few days ago actually. You said you've got a friend that actually has uh, the forestry mulcher. Are you yeah. looking stepping up to that at some well, point? Yeah, that's my dream. Just like my dream was when I was in lawn care to, to buy a skid steer. It, yeah. it's, just a, it's just a constant evolution, man. You know, I don't know how else. You know, that's the best way I can explain it. I mean, it's never good enough, man. <laughs> it's yeah. never good enough. It's never good enough. If I make a, if I make eight hundred dollars today on doing lawns, I want to make nine hundred tomorrow. If I it's make nine hundred tomorrow. I want to make a thousand. I'll make a thousand. I want to make 1500. You know, it's, it never ends, man. Me and my wife just had that conversation today and I'm notorious for it. And it, to be honest, it, it's, it's part of my critical skills on, on myself and everything else. I mean, literally I, I've been very open about it. I literally have OCD. Um, <clears throat> I was getting fed up with this house today. Oh, I was getting, I mean, it's a oh, hundred. Yeah. Oh. And, um, and I, I'm like, I, I just, I was like, screw this. Why are we here? Let's, you know, let's just go ahead and, and I mean, the beach is five minutes that way. And I'm like, let's just, we won't, we hadn't even been here a year. And I was just, oh man, I was like, I'm ready to get out of here. Screw this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, look, where does it end? Where are you happy? You know, if you take you, you, you're like, nope, got to do better. Nope. No better. Nope. Gotta do, nope. Nope. And she's right. I do. Um, it's, um, and I need to come back down to reality at some well, point. It, it's the same thing when I buy trailers. I buy trailers that are rated for, for, for big. Like when moving forward, I will never buy another thirty-five hundred pound axle trailer. Right, I, they're they're useless quickly. No, uh, you put two of these X marks on that red trailer I got, thirty-five hundred pound axle, and you hit a pothole, you just got a bent axle. Yep. You know? Either that or the whole damn rim and tire went bouncing down yeah. the road. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it it's I spend probably. Uh, 500 bucks a season on trailer hub issues and things. Not did that ain't counting the freaking tires, y'all. I, I mean, right. I spent that much in tires alone, you know, uh, because <laughs> that's the other thing about skid steers and heavy trailers, man. Get used to buying tires, yeah. And that's why I bought that oversized trailer, you know, that oversized uh trailer. But I don't wear it. So when I, when I put that skid steer up on that on that 14k trailer, man, dude. Man, it's it, it, it. I could pull that shit with a damn Volkswagen, man. It's just yeah. so balanced, right? It stops good. It's just, and there's no, you're not even stressing the trailer. At my skister weighs seventy nine hundred pounds. It's rated for fourteen thousand pounds. <laughs> you're not right. even. You have torsion axles, correct? Yeah, on that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And those are twelve ply tires. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean. Taking the tire off yesterday when me and Bo changed the tire out, I'm like, damn, how many lugs are in the damn thing? There's 10 lugs <laughs> or some shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, I had it long enough to have, to have a flat tire or nothing. Uh, but I know that when I put equipment on that trailer, I don't you feel it. safe about it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, and I know that I'm never going to buy, you know, the 3,500 pound axles, they just ain't getting it for me. You know, and, and you have to do what you have to do in the very beginning of your business because that's all you can afford. You have to Abraham, he's right down the street from you in all reality. I'm in Noonan by the airport. You know what the airport is? Uh, Hartsville Jackson Airport. You know, Fayetteville, Fayette County. You know, they're up, they're up north. Uh, if he's up there, yeah. Where, them yeah but they, they, st they still Georgia boys. It's funny. That's, yeah. This is the first time I've ever seen Abraham comment on any of our streams. 
Oh, uh, shit, bro. Wait, wait, wait. The first time, what? Say that clearly again, Chris. Abraham has commented I, on any of our streams. But this is the first time you what? Okay. First time that you <laughs> let, let, let me go back there real quick. All right. <laughs> Blind guy problems. The struggle is real. Well, at the end of the day, y'all, though, I'm just grateful for, you know, being in this spot, for, you know, uh, being uh, being able to run my own gig, being in charge of everything, even though the headaches y'all see, uh, I wouldn't have it any other freaking way, man. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm never going to work for the man again. I, never. Unless, no, dude, I'll be living under a bridge with a peanut the butter. Way I'll work for the man, and I hate but backing myself into a corner saying, I'll never do this and I'll never do that. Or I'll never buy this. I'll never buy that. The only way I'll ever work for the man is if I'm not physically able to do this type of work. That'd be the only way I would ever go work, work, hit a clock. Yep. And that's, and, and that's, you know, that's how, uh, 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 dedicated i am to what i'm doing and i just like I, I love it man i just love it man you know and i don't have any uh qualms about uh, uh, uh you know people that i've worked for over the years uh the, the engineer that i work for he's happy as hell for me he's like man i can't believe dude that you came from that being on parole and all of that to now you're out here doing grading jobs with a bobcat and you own all that shit dude Not so that, to them i take yeah. it not that material items make or break you, but they're mandatory in this business. <laughs> you got to have equipment. You dude. can't escape that reality, can you, Ray? You got to have equipment. And I'm not saying you got to have, you know, $13,000 lawnmowers, but you need an eight or $9,000 lawnmower, seven or $8,000 lawnmower. And when you get that one, then you, you know, you need a, you need a good lawnmower to be able to do 90 customers. You know, Chris, I need you to read that one out loud. I can't see that. Oh, now you can't see them. The print, man. The print. <laughs> it says, I told you, Chris, with running my business and raising five kids, I'll try better to get on here more often. Damn, man, man. I didn't kids, dude. I, see, if I had, see, that's a prime example right there, dog. If I had five kids, I would not be in this spot. So it's not like I'm something. Well, you don't know that for sure, well, but. Uh, you know, I mean, I might be headed this way. <laughs> I don't right. think I'd be as far as I am because, you know, it might seem like I don't want people to think I'm cocky and I'm some grateful, man. It's more of a gratefulness. Than that's just it, man. To succeed yeah. in this life and to carry on an entrepreneurial spirit, you've, you've got to be a little cocky. If you're not, you're in trouble. You know, you got to be a little bit. And every piece of equipment that I bought has a story behind it. You know, every, you know, I never bought a weed eater and did not have a story of why I bought that weed eater or why. Right. Bought that mower. There's a reason. There's a. There's a. There's a. Uh, uh, what do you say? Amy says that's just the five kids that he knows about. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. He may have twelve floating around somewhere. Right there, man. It, it, and, and, and it becomes about uh, you know. Uh, I just can't emphasize enough the gratefulness on the the ability to see things a little bit clearer now that I'm older, a little more life experiences, and I've learned so much along the ride, y'all. I can fix damn near anything, and I'll be like that with the Bobcat, y'all. Just watch. Y'all see. You'll see. As soon as the money catches up with what I with, with what I think I should pay for it, then I'll start fixing it. Now, I did, and I don't know if y'all think this is a feat or not. I did buy two buy tracks for the Bobcat, right? 
And I did put the, take the old tracks off and the new tracks on by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, me, that's thing, yeah it's, dude, those things are heavy as shit, a, man. Yeah, they're over 400 pounds a piece and they're awkward as hell. And I put them on by myself on both sides of my bobcat. By myself. Does yours my just collapse with that one screw? It'll collapse the whole front end where it just pull it off. But no, what it, it does is, is is you pump it with grease. Yeah, that's what I meant. The one fitting will decompose. Yeah, yeah, you feel that. And then you and then you just push it back. And then yeah. you know, of course, you gotta get the machine off the ground and and, and and all that. And then you know, you gotta wrangle with it, man. You know, wrangle with the new new one. I use my mowers, I use <laughs> I use everything that you could think of, and my four wheelers winch to hold everything in place and shit, you know, where I could uh uh Shouting Johnny here. Hey, Amy, I think that's where all the little Johnny jokes started. Is that <laughs> <laughs> so? That, so I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm Abraham's you know, kid. Little Johnny is Abraham's kid. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think that's one of the reasons why I kept you know I came down kind of hard on Shane about the mowers and all that, man, because I know the sacrifice it takes, and for people to make it light seem like it's just oh you know not a big deal. It's a huge sacrifice for these machines, man huge sacrifice you know and to be able to keep the machines from from year to year is 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 critical you know uh because it stops you from making any more moves in your business because you got to buy motors you know you got to buy enough if i yeah I, you know, and, and there's another thing i really want to say man like listening to jesse's deal last night and even you today dude the story is 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 so stupid incredible because it, we all have a story yeah but hear from where you've gone where you started at i mean eight years or four even four years in, in the federal penitentiary well, or state. whatever state yeah. still it's a four by eight cell where you're sitting there confined to what people tell you what you can and can't do yeah. every day day in day out you walk out knowing that being a convicted felon is is i mean i and, I, and this is where i can relate with you as far as Hey, being blind, it's not easy for a guy to get a job. And it's no. not easy for a convicted felon to get a job no. you're right. at all in any circumstance. And to overcome that and move where you're at and start a business and, and the struggles of your wife with the kids and, um, well, you know. All the, yeah. It's, 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 it's quite a ride. And, and a lot has gone into uh, things, some things in my control, some things outside of my control. Uh, some things, you know, have happened for me because I'm trying, man. You know, I'm giving an effort, man. I'm giving it everything I got, man. And at the end of the day, who the hell's going to pay me the kind of money I make now? Even if I were to go right now, based on, uh, even if I went to work for a big landscaping company running a multiple crews, they're not going to pay me like I make now. And I really believe that I've learned enough in my business where I could run a, I could run a team of guys. I mean, a team of trucks. Because, right, right. because I've learned that, because I've had to learn that. And so I don't think that corporate America in any kind of way is going to pay me anything like what I make now. And well, that's, like, that's one thing I was trying to get at with the service industry. I think everybody, everybody in the service industry, whether it's towel or anything, it is, this ain't peaches and cream. Mm -hmm. This ain't like happy hour all day, every day. I mean, no. the struggle is real in every aspect. So when you're dealing with your own business from it's bust your if you want to succeed mm -hmm. it's bust your ass time and, be, and you gotta yes. be smart with your money man you can't be going into these freaking convenience stores and, and buying lottery tickets and and six pack of beer every day you know 
uh, you got, I sacrificed my money, man. I took money that I, I made money and I bank it and I, and I spend it. And I don't think, and I, and I, I never think, yeah, that's the best thing that happened to me too, man. Cause it made me take charge. It made me do what I had to do to provide for my family, man. And, uh, and once you get that and once you do that, there's no going back, man. There's there just, no, no, there's just no going back, man. I, I mean, who's going to pay me? You know, I mean, I could be at the top of my field in the in the drafting game, and they're not going to pay me as much money as I make now. Right. I don't think I'd be at the very top. I mean, I could be the head guy at the whole company, you know, and, and, and yeah, I'll come in at, you know, 25 bucks an hour or something. I can make more than that, man. I can damn near shit $25 an hour out here in, in the long game. Hey, let me be on the bottom end of that. I'll catch it. I mean, you can. I can. You, I mean, I mean, when you're talking about buying equipment and investing your money and all of that, $25 an hour, that 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 ain't no money. You know, right. It ain't. And in corporate America where you don't have to invest in anything, you know, uh, yeah. And, and it's sustainable. They're giving you 40 hours a week, every week at 25 bucks an hour. Well, you can make a living off that down here where I live at. You know, you can make a good living on 25 bucks an hour. But in the lawn care game, I rarely work for $25 an hour. I mean, I mean, based on the time that I'm at a job versus the money that I make on that job, you know. Right. Well, man, and, and I that's, believe. I would say that's a pretty Y'all good ending. We got Worley, Worley's live. And, man, Ray, it has been, it's been great talking to you and, um, and getting to know you. And, and, and again, we seem to keep getting uh, us and and Ben as well. And and if I, I know there's some man. there's some newer people floating around in here right now. Maybe they know who Ben is, but uh, and have watched him before and, and don't know that on Saturday nights for the next little bit. If he says he doesn't know when or how long he's going to do it, but I think it's going to stick around for a while. Anyway, Saturdays he does this same kind of uh, setup here and um, yeah, with people, and uh, he's. Uh, Make sure y'all check him out as well. And, and of course, we all go to the Kool-Aid house over at the right, Burleys. Right. I just want to say one thing before I get off with everybody in the chat, man. I'm, just, I'm, I'm grateful for all you guys, man. It really means a lot that people watch my videos and they comment. And it, it, it's very humbling for me. I want to tell everybody that. Uh, and I watch all you guys. Uh, uh, and thanks for listening to my story. I know that it was not uh, 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 all action-packed. But, you know, it is what it is, man. And I'm just grateful to be here and in the spot that I'm in right now. And any of you guys in this chat or is watching is not in the chat. If I can do it, you guys can do it too, man. I just want to speak that go. out there. And uh, it's, it's about staying focused on what you need to do. You know, that's all it is. Focus, focus, focus. You know. Ray Ray's anyway, droppings of knowledge. Just there saying, man. Just saying, y'all. Come on. I'm going to get a shirt, <laughs> man. Just saying, man. <laughs> Y'all got on me. I'm getting out of here, man. All right, Ray. Thank I you, sir. You guys, man. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, man. Stay safe, Ray. All, All right, right, everyone. I hope y'all hey, enjoyed guys. it. Thank you, man. We will be around next week, Chris. You want to you want to tell them about what's coming up for next week? Oh, next week, man. We have Mike G's boy, um, a guy that got, I got introduced to. Um, he will be on here. Um, we'll set up the program about Tuesday, Wednesday, kind of give you guys a backstory on him. Uh, he does a, he owns his own tiling business and a uh, dude is super, super cool, super smart. He's got a heck of a story as well. So, uh, Mike G introduced me to him and introduced dirty to him. I think we both of us. Yeah. And, uh, so we're looking forward to that one as well. And then the week after that, that's going to be a fun one. 
you know, I, I just want to thank everybody for watching or listening to us for that matter. You know, we, uh, it's an incredible journey so far. So we're stoked. Super we're having stoked. fun it's growing. Uh, the community is growing. Uh, the community is hopefully a little bit of peace for, for now, as we all know, it, it's crazy. Shit's always cyclical, but um, good times are around now. And I hope they stick around for a while. And with that, I'm dirty. I'm blind. And, and we're the dirty blind. Truth. Truth. <laughs> You'll catch that. I case. can't we'll see. We're going to keep it like that. Ah, we're out of here.